You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Football Forums podcast for the season 11, episode 41. I'm John and I'm joined by Erin tonight. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Glad that the football is back. And it's very back. It's games every two minutes. Brilliant. That is good, eh? I, I kind of feel like I should say Happy New Year, even though I've said Happy New Year to you already. But this is the first podcast we've done together this year. Is it? It is. Because we had a winter break in Dubai, remember? Yeah, but I've been on one. No. No, I have. I'm no. glad that I obviously contributed so well that week. No, because last week was the first podcast uh, this year, was it not? I'm pretty sure. No, we had one. We had one the week before, and it was a guest special. And clearly, it was so brilliant. You've forgotten all about me on it. Was that that? No, no. Oh, it was this year. Oh, I it was. It was. Oh, it's the of January. It's about twenty-seven years long. So it was. Well, happy New Year anyway, again for the happy early Burns time. It's hardly Burnsday, I Robbie. Do what? I'm hoping. I've asked for um, St. Mirren on Twitter if there's going to be a haggis sort of pie, but they've not got back to me, which I think is a bit rude, to be honest. But I'm hoping there'll be something. You would think, wouldn't you, surely? Mm, you would think so, but it is Paisley. Look, get haggis and Paisley. I don't get haggis and Paisley, but is it not usually a chicken curry pie? Yeah, Samira's pies are actually not bad. Not my favourites, but they're not bad. But I just think there should be a haggis one to celebrate this special day. Though, Maybe a little whiskey for the day? Oh, you whiskey. Aye, good luck with that one. Take a hat flask. No, not at the game. Maybe before I'll have... Maybe when I get home to toast our victory. Erin, you have snuck red wine before in the game, so I think you can... That was a massive mistake. It was a complete error, and I panicked. Yeah, right. It was in... No, because this sounds bad. It was in my coat pocket, and I, it was a mini one for the train. And totally forgot it was in my pocket... We just went straight in, no one looked in your bags or anything. And then I was like, oh God, I've got this wine in here. And I felt quite worried about it. It was at Stenhouse Muir, cut briefly. So basically what we're saying is, for anyone who wants to go to the game and get some booze in, just put it in your hipster. Complete, complete genuine mistake. I basically bought two small wines for the train to Larbert, overestimating how much I was going to have. And then accidentally brought in a drink. But it's never, it was completely accidental. And it would never happen again. yeah. You say so. Mind you, last time you probably had copious amounts of wine at St Mirren because you were in hospitality. It's a Sunday, so it wasn't too bad, but I did. So there was a special guest, but then we lost 3-2 after being two on up. So, yeah, great. But that would have made me happy with more wine, to be honest. Yeah, hospitality, just throw your boots. Yeah, but it's fine now. We're back. We're good. Don't worry. All fine. Aye. Look at us winning games. Gate, aye. Well, game. Well, should have been two. Yeah, so I, I felt pressure before having like guests on like David Robertson, Stephen Wright, childhood heroes. But I think probably more pressure tonight by the fact we've got someone that actually does this for a living, like radio type stuff. I know we're not radio, like. well, yeah, yeah. You want to introduce yourself? Like, uh, sometimes you do that, it becomes easier. Oh, do I? Oh, yeah, go you want me it. to introduce myself? I right, go for it. Okay, well, hello, is this thing on? <laughs> uh, for anyone that I've never met before, my name is Paul Harper, and it is an absolute pleasure to be here talking to you with Aaron and JB tonight on this podcast. And um, it's kind of, I wish we were in the same room, but I live in Canada, even though I'm from Scotland, we moved 
um, from Glasgow two years ago. And uh, already, I feel like I'm back in uh, the homeland with the chat about haggis ties and sneaking drink into the game and all this good stuff. I think I'm going to enjoy being on your podcast. So thank you for having me. I know, what a pleasure. Like, it's good to have you on, I think, as well. For those that don't know, because I don't think I get called JB often on here, apart from the fact that it's my initials, Paul and me do right. have met each other at games and stuff like that. So Paul knows me as JB, so that's fine. So only certain people can call me it. Erin, I don't think you've ever known that, have right. you? Yeah. yeah that, that's my nickname. No, yes. that, did you? I do, the, did know that. Was it the wife that called me it, probably? I think it was. Um, yeah, it probably was. I called on lots of things, that's not one of them. <laughs> right, exactly. But one, one thing you say on the podcast, tell me about the... um. The Stenhouse-Muir game, was that the one where there was the best own goal that's ever been scored? <clears throat> was that a couple of years ago? No? I was about to say no, it can't be a couple of years ago, but it was actually, yeah. Yeah, um, and it was... I think that's when we played for the first time I'd seen properly Ethan Ross, I want to say, who is... Right, so you had so much red wine, you can't forget this amazing own goal. And... I think it was just the stress of having to be... So this was when we had a really horrendous home run. So we... I would go every, like, fortnight to home game with my dad and he would see us lose or draw. And then every other week, I was off seeing us win away because we were brilliant away. And that was the year we got a draw at home in the cup with Stenhouse Muir, had to go to replay. We had a draw at home with Rangers, had a replay on a Tuesday night. It was a pretty nice night. We were just terrible at home that season. Yeah. That's I the only time I've ever taken I my think kids. It's nice to get to go somewhere different, but I think it is right to have scrapped it. That's the only uh, time I've ever taken my kids to Pataudry because it was we were just about to move here, and it was like, okay, this is important for me. It's important for um, any. Well, no, it's not. I see a lot of parents don't bother taking their kids, but for me, I've always wanted to take my kids, whether I had girls or boys. They were always going to, whether they wanted to or not, come to Pataudry at least once. And especially because we were moving to Toronto. So it was like, uh, okay. And it was, uh, yeah, we scored first and then they scored and that it, that was it. It was 1-1, I think, at home. Um, and I don't normally remember, cup, especially because before moving uh, here, lived in Glasgow and went to Aberdeen like you live in. Where are you, Aaron? Will it sound like a stalker? Is it Sterling? I'm in Edinburgh now. Oh, Edinburgh, okay. And John, you're in... Still in the Shire. Glasgow, Still in the Shire. Sterling Shire. No, no, so, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. When even like going up to Pataudry feels like a day out, right? And I feel so sorry for anyone that lives two minutes from the ground because you miss so much of the the day or the event when it's like every game feels like an away game when you live outside the city where your team plays. Did the kids like it? Did the, or were they too young to take it in? They still they've been. I've taken on the games here, but they um. Not really. They met Angus the Bull, and like they're seven and five now, so they were too young to be honest. They got. They remember getting a chocolate bar and a sausage roll, and they get the strips every year, whether they uh, like it or not. And um, when they're old enough to tell me that they don't want them anymore, then I'll stop buying them or keep buying them. But the, <laughs> the, the number changes for how old they are on the back, right? So. Yep. And being like a traditionally tight Aberdonian, I've now started buying them like in April. So just towards the end of the season, because it was getting too expensive. They are pricey. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then they taxed us on them. To get the two kids' strips sent over was like 150 quid. 150? So, Do you want to be taxed I, on a football strip? 
So yeah, they had they paid you had to pay tax on it coming in. I didn't pay the VAT because it wasn't staying in the UK. And I was like, oh, this is great. But then they brought it in and did all these extra taxes because it was over a certain value in the club. Which, by the way, I think Aberdeen's football club, out of all the stuff that we order online, always arrives fastest. Even though we're in Canada, it arrived in like two days. But they'd written on the, the envelope the value. And normally when someone sends me this, maybe I shouldn't say this, whenever anyone sends us something from Scotland, they'll always say, just put zero, right? Because then you're not paying tax on it. But they put the proper before sales price. Oh, no. You would, I know. You would think they could send it to you from America nowadays. Like, surely we should have a wee club shop in Atlanta. Right, yeah, that's an idea actually. Uh, maybe that's good. Uh, uh, Rod- if Dave's listening, Hernandez just to, to stop, stand at the stall and do something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rory seemed like a nice guy, he never works out, but yeah, he's away. Uh, an, an odd one, maybe. Like, it would have been nice if he played a bit. It was strange, but nice if he played a bit. But he's gone, and we've got a new guy from America now. We have, yeah. How, right, okay, actually, just because you mentioned about the kids going to Stenhouse Mills on first game, Aaron, do you remember your first game you went to at Audrey, or even first Aberdeen game? Yeah, um, so my dad first took me years ago, 1995 it would have been, um, and I remember going and my mum was like, yeah, you can take her, because I think my mum was like, she won't like it. And my mum was oh, like... Oh, she just went and rid of you, because you talk a lot. No, not at all. You sure? She wanted me, I think she wanted me to be like a nice girl who liked nice things. Football's nice. Well, it is, but I think a lot of, um, I think my mum thought I was, I don't know, going to stay home to crafts or something. I'm not sure. Um, she doesn't, she thinks trailing out to the football all the time is ridiculous. Um, but my dad took me and actually our first game was a loss. Um, when I came home, I remember the weather being pretty bad in November. My mom's like, oh, you won't be wanting to go back, you know? And I was like, can we go back next week? And I was like, well, it's not, it's not, probably not next week, but yeah, we can go back. And my sister went as well. She's younger, but she was not um, keen. She's been a couple of times since, not for her. And actually, do you know who scored in my first ever game that we went to? 95. Ian Jeff. Nope. This is could it? be the most lo- longest segment but, ever on the that, podcast. That, yeah, I mean, this, this could... Pa- well. Paul, Paul said to me earlier, right, that he struggles to remember games, right? Now, maybe 95 might be all right, because that'd be borderline in terms of maybe having a wee, a wee scoop. But I'm now trying to think back at the squad of 95. Billy Dodds, I'll go Billy Dodds. Oh, Stephen Glass. Yes. Ah, oh, yeah, right, of course. <laughs> 2-1 lost to Hibs. Yeah, so that's... So it's, I mean, it... It's relevant to current day, so yeah. So, yeah, um, I remember vividly, I really remember lots of draws with Motherwell particularly. I don't know what it was. We just seemed to play them every two minutes. and It was always a draw. Mm, talking of draws with Motherwell, the Scottish Cup draw. I don't like that. I don't want to play them. No. Like, it's not, nothing to do with Motherwell. I don't mind going there. It's actually an all right day out. The chicken curry pies are good. But I hate playing the same club twice in a week. Oof, no. But it was I knew we were going to get Motherwell. My dad and I were going through the teams that we'd like to get and who would be a nice draw away that my dad and I might go to, like our bros, Peter Head, something like that. And I said, we're going to get Motherwell away. Sorry. Yeah, I've got horror memories as well going for Park in terms of, we've not got an overly great record there. My mate, I was talking to my mate, I said, you got to go to the game? He said, probably not, because every time I've been to Park, we've lost. Yeah, we've had some good times there. Hopefully, if we get the cup, 
one. We lose the week after in the league. It doesn't matter as much. Cups first, uh, at least, which I think may help. I uh, think it's so funny how, because I have those thoughts too. Like, you know, if, if you go to a game and your team wins, you think like, oh, if I hadn't been there, maybe we wouldn't have won. Or like if you're watching and your team doesn't win and you're like, shit, I should have gone. I bet you if I'd gone, we'd have won. I think it's a natural, uh, a natural, um, we've got good, like the cup, the last time Aberdeen won, not this cup, but the cup, Motherwell was on part of that cup run, remember? Yeah, was, so I guess. By the way, JB. Do you remember your first game? I'm trying to remember. See, I, remember used to take... I remember my first game, but actually, bizarrely enough, I don't remember my first game at Pataudry. The first, but I remember my first Aberdeen game was at Tannadice in the old the old shed, like the way they had it, this terracing. And we played Dundee United, obviously, <laughs> and it was too old. So it wasn't a bad result. But Duncan Ferguson was playing for Dundee United. Christian Daly might even still be there. Um, so that shows you how long ago it was. Eon Jess for us, Scott Booth. Um, and might because I was quite late going to games. None of my I've said this before, none of my family went into football. So being in Central Bell, unless you knew someone that was an Aberdeen fan, you probably weren't going to get to go. And it was only because it turned out that my mum worked with like, someone that supported Aberdeen. And we were saying, Oh, yeah, my son works, supports Aberdeen. And he was like, Oh, well, why does he come in the bus? And that was it. And yeah, it definitely is the case. That's how you end up going to like every single game because you think, well, I can't miss it, can I? Because right, be yeah. <laughs> like this is <laughs> why I'm going to Paisley tomorrow evening. It'll be pouring, freezing cold. I've never been. To, I don't actually think I've been to St Mirren when it's not cold and raining. Um, and it probably won't be very good, but you just have to go, don't you? Do you know um, in, in ice hockey, I've been watching ice hockey quite a lot because it's like the national sport in Canada. They play all sorts of sports, but especially now in the winter, it's uh, ice hockey and basketball, indoor sports. And I said to my mate, because we're asking like dumb questions about like, how is that offside and what's that? And because you're just trying to learn the new thing where you live. And what happens when the players go on a winning run is that they grow a moustache. And when they stop winning, they shave the moustache off. And uh, I don't know, that'd be quite a funny thing for, like, footballers. Half of them are so young, they probably couldn't grow a moustache. But, um, yeah, when you go on a winning run, you keep growing the... Uh, growing... By the way, I'm going to open a can here. Is this a... Oh, yes. Is this, this... Oh, is this work or is this a business meeting or what is this? This is... Well, if Erin has a business meeting, she cracks open the red wine. So, I I mean, I've never done a dry... I don't think I've done a dry podcast in 11 years. I've got a tea. Go. Um... Actually, actually, wait a minute. What can is it? What's your... Lager of choice. No, it's, I was just doing it for the for the gag. It's actually oh. a diet coke. Oh fuck! Sorry. Oh, you but are you actually know, allowed to have a beverage. Yeah, but it's still the afternoon here. You're That's, recording at night. See, my kids just got in from school, and I feel a bit shaky. What's the time difference? Right now. Five hours back. Ah, it's Monday club. No, Monday, Monday club. four p.m. Prime time show is not. I'm going to get one delivered up. I'm in the spare room. In the glamour, <laughs> I'm going to get one delivered up once we've got to half time. I think well, that's a good idea. Sure, t- tell me it's not like Labatt's that they drink in Canada. No, so um, Molson is there. Uh, yeah. It's a Canadian. So, but there's a, the LCBO, like the off license around the corner from our house, sells tenants for like a, a, a And I got some and to take to our, our mate's house, and Claire, my wife, was like, you can't, you can't bring tenants as a gift. I'm like, 
yes, yes, I can, and uh, and did. But anyway, look, when you get anything here, in, they label it in French and English. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So yeah, Molson Coors, and they've got other stuff too. I think Canada's um, like food stuff and things, similar to America, you've got cool stuff over there, don't you? You don't have nice chocolate because you put weird stuff in it and it goes powdery. You make a mess of it because some of your temperatures or ingredients, well, it, what you're allowed. It goes so hot and so cold. So it goes from like in summer, 40 degrees was our top. And then today we are minus 25 with the wind chill. So because it moves so much up and down, right? Like some stuff, but the kids actually got a, a packet of what they call chocolate frogs. One of the, one of my um, mother-in-law's friends sent a, like a gift bag of like Freddo's and like UK chocolate to them today. Um, but the postage on it makes it the most expensive Freddo the world has ever seen. <laughs> for like 40 quid each or something by the time you've posted it. To be honest, they're not that much off that here now anyway. Inflation's gone absolutely mental. Right, especially that's how they should do it, not on fuel or bread or anything, but Freddo's. Well, I, I did see someone on Twitter posted like the inflation of a Freddo in the last like 10 years compared to like salaries and how like it's mental. <laughs> yeah, you can that's again like I've got a new job. How uh, much does it pay? Well, 3,000 Freddo's a year. <laughs> what I can afford, not bad. I quite actually, do you know? quite like a Freddo. I think they're quite underrated. It's a nice little snack, good little size, a bit cabaret, it's brilliant. Mm. Mm. So apart all, from not having Freddos, it's pretty good here. The thing is, we always remember them as being 10 pence. Like you would go to the, everyone went to the shop for lunch, didn't they? You would get like, you would see when you were at school and there was like the deli, there was a, a posh deli or something opened up near you, were like, right, okay. So you went to there and then you went to the wee news agents and it was spicy bikers, Freddos, an ice pole. Yeah. And the rest in a mix. Hi. Well, apparently my cousin told me that now if you go and get like a mix, basically you're getting two sweets for 20p. So you need to get minimum 50p mix, which when I, that was a big mix, 50p, you're getting like three things. And I said, it's absolutely horrendous. It's just not how, how it used to be. Like a 50p yeah. mix was very, that was a big special occasion mix. Yep. We're rarely getting 50p of a mix. Now he said, you'd get about, he said, if you want any of the decent ones, you're getting about three sweets, Max. It's very yeah. disappointing. Space Raiders are still like 10p though, right? No, 25 pence. I think for a pack of Space Raiders. Country's gone to hell. And it's it's mm-hmm. because of Brexit. And then you get like you get the multi-packs, it's like 13 grams of crisp. That's like five crisps. Very poor. And do you That's see you get a wee can of diet coke or something in a shop now as well? Like, if you just think, oh, a couple of cans of Diet Coke quite thirsty. Remember, that used to be about 60p, a pound for a can of Diet Coke, a pound. See what you see nowadays, right? So, obviously, you're saying about, like, getting sweets when you are wee. Like, you get a bag of crisps, but you just got a wee bag of crisps. You would get, like, Space Raiders or Bikers. See, because, like, you can get your family-sized bags at Tesco or that for a pound. All the kids are cutting about the streets with, like, a pound bag of crisps. And a big bottle With a of big size sharing kettle chips for a pound. Aye, aye. And, and a big bo- hard price eight p. Very nice. And a big bottle of juice because it's cheaper than buying a can and a, a novel. Well, pack it's a lot cheaper now to buy multi pack of cans of Diet Coke. And I tried to stop that because it was getting out of hand. But a pound, I just no. And the other one, the cinema. Oh. I went to the cinema last week. I go to the cinema. I would say about once a year. 
I did get a fancy ticket to be fair because I went to something called 4D Max. Oh, yep. Okay. It's a bit weird. Mm-hmm. So it, it was break. more expensive, but it was only about four pounds more. I think it was like 14 pounds something. So you're over a tenner anyway. Mm-hmm. Very pricey at the cinema. Very pricey. 4D Max. I think it's quite a big thing in America, Canada, isn't it? Like, it's quite a. Well, yeah. So unfortunately, everything's still shut here. Um, so like we haven't really managed to do any of that stuff for the last uh, two years, but we, we went to the cinema, um, I think we've been to the cinema once, or the, the-, the movie theater, of course, because no one calls it a cinema. There's so many words. I'm like, all oh, right, what do we call this again? And um, like shopping trolleys, a cart, or the pavement, the sidewalk, or the like. The girls, the girls all talk about. We were driving through t- uh, Tim Hortons just to be like extra. Talk about stereotypes, Amazonians moaning about how much stuff costs. But in uh, we were driving through Tim Hortons, and Chloe, our seven-year-old, they've got these Justin Bieber Timbits. They're called Tim Biebs. It's like because he's a Canadian icon, right? And Chloe was like, "Oh my God, look, a fanny pack." you are gonna get absolutely slaughtered when we go back to scotland on holiday because they sound like they're oh my god look a fanny pack <laughs> interestingly um, there's a tim hortons beside the stadium in larbert yes and uh tim horton was a hockey player is that what was hockey player it's yeah like donuts like, and stuff they're big for that aren't they yeah, that's so. Like Tim Hortons is like I could ex- explain it almost like there's even though Greg's is from Newcastle, Tim Hortons here is like their national thing, so they're proud of it. I don't suppose like Iron Brew for Scotland, right? It's like a symbol of the country, and uh, they're so insanely proud of it. But so in that there's a place, the Hockey Hall of Fame, which by the way is great, even if you don't know ice hockey, and they keep the real Stanley Cup there um, when you played the. Uh, NHL, uh, you know, games like video. Oh, That's yeah, the only yeah, time yeah. we ever played hockey on, the right? on a Nintendo. On the yeah, Nintendo or Mega Drive. And so in downtown Toronto, they've got the Hockey Hall of Fame. And uh, you can see and touch the Stanley Cup that they play for. It's the real one. And anyone can go and touch it. But the jinx is if you touch it, it means you are never going to win it in your life. So people don't always want to touch it. I thought it was kind of like imagine getting to touch the real Scottish Cup. No one gets to. Uh, I've had my picture with the Scottish Cup. With the oh, real one or the dummy? Well, it was a tour. So they were actually doing a tour of the Scottish Cup and they brought it to Beachwood for tell, but a few years back. And yeah. I don't know if it's the real one. I don't know if that is the real one. I think they do take a fake one round. They're yeah. very, very strict on it. Well, let's just say it was. I think just, the real one. Sounds good. Yeah, it's in that. It's the in real the gym, is it though? Just for your story. Aye. Fuck's sake. I think yeah. it was the real one, 100%. Guaranteed. Ah, I see. Ah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. In the, in well, the Brian's going to touch fame, the real one this year. There's a, um, Tim Hortons in the Hockey Hall of Fame. And it's like a hockey edition Tim Hortons. And I, like, I obviously Googled it. And it turns out that he was a hockey player back in the day. Had these one or two places. He died and his family had them, but then they sold them. And now it's owned by the same people that own Burger King and other stuff. Uh, in Scotland, it's a couple of uh, guys that have got it, that have got the, the sort of license for it. But uh, the, so, yeah, the, Tim Horton isn't alive anymore. And the Tim, Hort- Tim Horton's family don't make any money from it, which is kind of a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. Is it, Tim Horton, it sells like the inside of the donuts. Like, see the donuts that obviously it's a donut ring. They sell those bits as the a snack. 
Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the Justin Bieber ones that are out right now with a yeah. fanny pack called the Tim Beeb. Are they good? See what you're missing out on. Are they good? <laughs> of course we got some. They're, they're, decent. <laughs> they're decent. Yeah. <laughs> they're pretty great. They're good for fat stuff. And I'm enjoying the mixture of talking about football and food a lot here. But the um, see, Erin, when you were talking about sneaking in a wine into you a game. Accidentally having accidentally, one in my pocket. There's a um, Twitter account for a guy that goes to Blue Jays here, which is the um, baseball. And he started sneaking in more and more ridiculous food every week. Now, you can buy everything in there anyway, but he was, like, sneaking in, like, a steak and would sneak in, like, a side of, you know, fries with it and, like, maybe a, like, a wee jug of sauce. Yep. And anyway, it, like, went up and up and up like a whole pizza. He was sneaking in so much stuff that the last thing that he managed to sneak in before he stopped it was the full fajitas, like, everything, all in different trays he had set up, like the rats, the chicken, the three, the guacamole. Unreal. We were talking, not about the Blue Jays doing this, but we were talking actually a couple of weeks ago about someone managing to sneak in fajitas. So Erin spotted this on Twitter, the Rangers fan. That's doing yeah, it. so there's a Rangers fan who's been doing like similar. So he had a whole bucket oh. of KFC. It's actually brilliant because I don't know how he's doing it. He's had like a pizza. He's, it's really impressive because it like started off little. Now it's getting great. And we were talking about fajitas. And I said, you know what? I said, I want to see him full on fajitas, all your bits and pieces. Yeah. It's actually really good fun. I like stuff like that. You need to send us that account. You need to send us that account for us to follow because that's, we love that. I will. By the way, I'll have a look. Can I give you a retro Aberdeen snacking nugget? Yes. And I think it was only for one season or for half a season, but when the Dick Donald stand opened, there was a Old El Paso chili and nachos stand inside and you could get chili and nachos at the game so there's something we need to be striving to bring back so why are we going backwards in our food mm. tradition it's Have only a pie and a sausage roll now and they're not not good I, although I they look okay at the moment to be fair then i always say on this is you have seen the toilets at football grounds haven't you now chili might go through some people in a bad way and I don't know about you, Paul, but I have never had a number two at a football ground. No, no, never. Good, <laughs> not good <happening>. topic. <laughs> Aaron, have you ever taken a dump at an away game? Do you know what? I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> at any game. Go and tell me, what, what's the um, girls' toilet? Have you ever been in the guys' toilets in a football ground? And what are the girls' toilets like? Is there only like four or five cubicles in them in a game? Like two or three, depends where you are. Yeah, they're not great. Do they have wow. soap? Do they have soap? Got soap, but it's not fancy. I bet. Does it last the full game? Because usually, by even by half time, you're not you're, you're getting to wash your hands with water, but soap is not happening, and you're probably not going to be able to dry your hands. So you've got your good Levi's on because let's face it, we all like to look good at the football, and you'll end up you'll have to uh, on the good Levi's or maybe better jeans than that. Um, there is sanitizer, obviously, because now COVID. Aye, aye, COVID. Um, I've just gone on Twitter to look for this guy's account and Aberdeen tweeted, and I've got notifications on for them. And I was like, just don't tweet it tonight. Don't. We can confirm this evening that Nam again has left the club. 
I, I did think it was probably going to happen, to be honest. I, I thought he'd go to Kamarnik when McInnes took over. Not on a plastic pitch. He tends to not play on them much at all with previous uh, groin injuries. Know, It'd be stupid for him to go somewhere and not play. I mean, he'd pretty much have to not play every home game. Um, I, yeah, Dundee's probably the obvious try. I'm just not quite upset by that. He's been absolutely brilliant for us. Brilliant. And they love about Dundee, don't they? <laughs> he relegated Dundee a couple of times. Ah, you know, right? Yeah. yeah. With that penalty where he was riling the crowd up and everything. So, well. You know, um, with Scott Brown, like, being, whenever your team plays against him, absolute number one villain, like the absolute target of all your abuse. And then when he signs for your team, like he's signed for Aberdeen, oh, what a guy. Always said he was a brilliant. It's so funny how football fans can turn when someone's a prick, but he's your prick. Yes. Oh, like, I've not always said yeah. he was great. I will openly admit, I mean, I need to go back. Through, I probably should now go back through some of my tweets. Oh, no, couldn't stand him. But now, love him. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. I'm not pretending I liked him before. I didn't. He's absolutely brilliant. And the wind, it's just brilliant. It's outstanding. But if you're in that situation, right, and someone's winding you up like that, and you react, who's... Whose fault is it, really? See, to be fair, right, with Scott Brown, right, there's some players that I think can't get away with it. Scott Brown's kind of earned the right to be like that because at least he's doing it from a position whereby he's won how many trophies. He's a good player. It's not like he's one of those wee fannies that does stuff to wind up folk, but actually he's nothing. He's... And he's not a dirty... Well, he plays on the edge, doesn't he? I mean, when he played against... Yeah, Isaac, he's not. He I don't him, think he's doing he's... anything stupid. There's no wild tackles. He's not injuring anyone. And I just think... I wasn't sure about him coming because I thought, what's... You know, he's getting on a bit. But to be fair, he doesn't look it. He looks brilliant when he plays. And I just thought, is this really... This? Just, it just felt weird. He has been our best signing in a long, long time. He raises the standard of everyone around him. I know that might... Ha- everyone seems hard, to love hard, him. Maybe hard to say with more league position and all that, but he does... I think it was something that... No, he does. If, I, I think Lewis Ferguson will... If he, if Lewis Ferguson doesn't learn it off Scott Brown or something wrong, and Ferguson's a sensible guy, I think probably as well Scott Brown's probably had a wee word with Ferguson in the summer when Ferguson put in the transfer request and said, look, stay. Stay for the year. Let's see what we can do. And take it from there because let's face it, we all know Lewis Ferguson's going to leave Aberdeen at some point. But playing beside Scott Brown, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed another season. To be honest, Stephen, because I think there's opportunities for him probably in England, and you know, another season and a half. Well, maybe next, maybe next January window. We can't afford it all because he's out of contract 2024. I think so. Aberdeen have been stunned before with that type of thing. If he's going, next January window could be the one. I think mm, if he has a good I... end of the season, we'll just see where we get to in the summer. I think Hedges is probably away given our new signing today. Yeah, with Dutch guy Derek Ray. By the way, bless him with a wee video of the pronunciation for us all. Oh, give us it. Give us his name. It's no pressure, Lennon. Bizawin. Oh, right. Okay. But oh, emphasis yeah. is on Zhao, so it's like bizarre. See, I think he might go down the route of the first name. And do you, Paul, Aaron, you might remember as well, the Valencia winger, sorry, Valencia, I should say, Vicente. Remember Vicente that played for Valencia when it was like Mendieta, like when they were like really good in Europe? So maybe he'll go down the first name route, maybe. 
think it's like wearing colored boots, right? If you're going to go down the first name route, you better be damn good. It's slightly different side of it as well. Like 20 years old, he's got good experience. Four and a half year deal. Pace, yeah. And four, four and a half year deal. So not um, just someone from America because there's obviously a connection there and not someone who's, you know, not played in six months in England or something either because we can afford them. There's been money spent there, I think, on that one. I, from what I read, Den, ha- Den Haga and a wee bit of financial border, so they were having to get rid of someone. And he was yeah, the one that's the So, aye, why not? Right player. I know, I know that it was, we gave them 6,000 Freddos. <laughs> that's how I'm going to start reporting. Transfer Next Monday, transfer deadline day. Uh-huh. How many Freddos are you going to sell? Yeah, that's what we're doing. 20 million Freddos for... Uh... Oh, transfer deadline next Monday. There might be drama to talk about. There will be. We like that when it's a podcast and it's a day of the transfer window. That's the type of thing that is gold. Like I think mm. transfer deadline days recently have not been what they used to be. Do you remember like the season? It was when Andy Carroll went to Liverpool, yes. must have been. Torres going. They're just such drama. But now ah, it just seems so dull. I know, but see, to be fair, right, I don't really care about England. I'll be honest. I've said this many a time. Scotland transfer window is always pretty dull on deadline day because it's usually a loan signing from Rochdale or something like that. And you're like, oh, brilliant. You're getting the English cast offs, basically, that the, cl- the clubs don't want. I like it on Sky when there'll be a wee Ned in the background of whoever the guy is that they've sent to somewhere to try and, uh, you know. Who was the player? I-, I know it was QPR turned up to sign and he. Oh. He wasn't getting signed by. Oda Wigley. Hilarious. Aye. That's one of the funniest things ever. Transferred that Monday. Actually, Erin, I've got an idea. Seeing that's Monday. Yeah. Why don't you go to Pataudry? <laughs> yeah, I, okay. Hide about Pataudry and you can do the podcast from Pataudry. Yeah. Get on Sky. I would do that at Cormac Park, not Pataudry. Secondly, great. I didn't, I didn't realise we had budget for me to go and report live. That's fine, yeah. Just let me know. Oh, I'll fine. need obviously I'll need travel and I'll need prosecco. So you can if you can phone my chauffeur Hugh up, and get me some prosecco. Yeah, see you there, perfect. Well, well, we could get Manscaped to pay for it, and maybe they could. <laughs> right, you, okay, I'm you, sure they you, went for that. You could take them some products, the Dons. Actually, do you put it in their little bags that they carry? Aye, in the, the wash bags. I'm always intrigued as to what's in there because surely you would just leave the stuff like in your little. I don't know why you take it. Everywhere you go. Maybe that's why, because they've got a cheeky wee lawnmower 4.0 in there and they don't want to share it with the rest of the squad. I mean, during COVID, you can understand people taking stuff out of change and all this, but you always see them. Every club, it's not like, it's pretty much every club, and you see in England and stuff, they come mm-hmm. off with their little, like, bags. And I think, I want to know what's in them. And they've all used different products. Like, they won't all use links. No, I mean, they've got lockers and changing stuff. Like, I've seen inside of, like, you've seen dressing rooms on documentaries and things. Like, they've got the Sunderland one, they've got all these little lockers. You keep your boots and stuff in, but why don't you just keep those things there? Why do you take your little bag? I don't understand it. Can I uh, tell you guys one of the best ever football things in my life? Did you find out the answer to why they did that? Well, I've been in the the dressing rooms at Pataudry a number of times because I did work experience at Pataudry with Roy Aitken. How right. did you get see, that? See that? The story's like, that's the best work experience ever. Well, I don't I, understand how yeah. 45 minutes in you thought that wasn't the most interesting thing you had to talk about. I've got better, I do have some, but I, 
tell stories like this as a job. So you've got to have tish to talk about. But <laughs> here's the, the story, right? We used to live in Berry Hill, like by Duffy Park. And um, it was one summer day, I guess I was, well, it was 1994, 93 or 94. You can work, maybe even 92. And me and my brother had gone to Duffy Park and we met a girl called Ashley and a boy called John at the, um, the big pond at Duffy Park. And anyway, they'd said that they'd just moved to Aberdeen and chat, chat, chat. And they were staying at a flat around the corner from where we stayed. And their dad's work um, owned the flat. And so we're chatting away and they're like, I'll come back to our house if you want. Oh, no problem at all. So we're just like, they'd met, they'd met new pals in the city and we'd met new people that live around the corner. And they moved from Cumbernauld, or they were from Cumbernauld. What's it called? They'd moved from. What's it called? Right. And so we Sorry. got to the house and uh, Stuart McKimmy, I already knew, lived in uh, like one of the townhouses just along. And we, we went in to meet their mum and dad. There was Roy Aitken. No way just come to Aberdeen as because he came as like player assistant manager yeah. wait so that was their dad yeah that was Roy Aitken's kids that's so good and none of the kids so, was called Jim definitely n- no no and then they moved to cults and then we moved to cults so then they lived around the corner from us again and I remember going out their house and like Roy Aitken was like such a nice guy but obviously had this reputation like the bear and, you know, pounding about with his daughter and whatever. But he was like, genuinely lovely. He had a Scotland cap one time just hanging on the end of the banister, just like where you would put your jacket. Roy Aitken, Scotland cap. <laughs> Holy shit. And I did work experience with Roy Aitken. At, like went to training, hung about with him in his office, went to lunch with the players. Uh, like and the training wasn't obviously anywhere good. It was at Seaton Park, right? We went to the training with Roy Aitken and did an, I actually did two work experiences at Aberdeen. Did another one when I worked as a tea boy at North Sound with Dave McDermott and Andrew Shiny, and uh, Dave did and still does the PR. And uh, it was when um, the internet was just kind of new. And um, the, 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 I don't remember the club had a forum on the website. Do you remember this? The forum, the old forum, or... on the actual official website, and my job on work experience was just to delete stuff <laughs> for a whole week, <laughs> just deleting things. That was the work experience. It's good though. So not just really one good. work experience, but two. I mean, that's like two. Greatly right. That's die. Uh, did you do the T boy before, before or after shadowing Roy Aiken? About the same time, because I wanted to work in radio. And uh, love the Dons. It was just a nice, it's a nice mix. Luckily, through my job, like being on the radio, but not in sports, I still managed to like get to do fun sports stuff. Like remember, they had that soccer sixes, like the tenant sixes yeah, thing. Yeah, a couple yeah, of yeah. when you mentioned them, um, Mendieta, but they did that at um, the Hydro, and I got to host that with Joe uh, Wilson from Sky. And again, that was like a cool. <laughs> It, the, apart from like the money and all the all that stuff was good. I got a bunch of signed shirts um, when we did the weekend, and uh, got to hang out with all the players, and we had like some real good boozy nights. And that to me was better than any any other you know work you've ever done in your life. Right, this was one thing I know you love your memorabilia, sports memorabilia. What is your most prized memorabilia that you've got? 
I've got one here. And actually, I've just been putting my um, shirts uh, up in the house. So let me just show you this. My dad, um, I've got like loads of Aberdeen stuff. I've got like Pele, Messi, Maradona, uh, Ronaldo, all those shirts. I've got Johnny Hayes boots that scored the first ever goal in the uh, in the sort of reimagined Premiership. Okay, yeah, yeah. Though I got those boots. That was the first goal scored in the whole Premiership. And uh, a mate of mine was at a dinner for Clan, you know, the Aberdeen Cancer Charity. And I said to him, going, if there's any good Aberdeen stuff, going and let me know. So I got them, and uh, they're on a boat on their way here right now because they've been at my mum and dad's for the last three years. I love but, how uh, they're on a boat, my... like, just, just the boots by themselves. No, all of it, the all the shirts. Like, I've got a couple of shirts here. I've got a John Hewitt 83 um, shirt up in the oh. wall, like a match worn. And that's framed up with the, like, the programme from the final. and like, But that's cool to have. That's I've got nice. another Aberdeen Legends one. Um, but this thing that I'm about to show you, and I'll try and describe it as best as possible. So <clears throat> I'll show it on the, on, the, on the camera. You see that's like an old watch. Yeah, yes. Right? Have I told you this before? I've seen it, but only because okay, I've... So Aaron, you might have to post a tweet of that because this is obviously just goes out on audio. Ah, uh, right. Well, no, I'll, I'll post it. I can, I'll, I'll try and describe it as best I can, but I'll take a picture of it. So 16th of March, 1983, and it says the Dons do level 2-2 with Bayern Munich at this exact moment in time. And so my dad was in the South Stand, and when the second goal went in, it, I can't even imagine what it must have been like. Just bodies everywhere. The ultimate, apart from what was to come a minute later. And he, he noticed after the third goal that his watch was gone. It had disappeared off his wrist in the chaos, the arms flying everywhere. So they stayed till the very end, and I guess that the, they must have been in there. They had to wait for hours to get everyone out of Atodri that night. He found his watch four or five rows back on the terracing. And um, my dad's an artist and used to um, do paintings of Atodri. So actually, when you look at the old 80s programs, there's pictures, and there's one still in the Bell's Lounge on Union Street, a print from when dad was like, he did all the paintings and Chris Anderson came around to our house and bought one that's in the boardroom right now. And it's like, so the old paintings of Pataudry that you see were my dad. So he had good connections and he like went up the floodlights to take the pictures of them. So it was cool, like no health and safety back in those days. And he'd given it to Chris Anderson or someone and said, look, I'm going to make up a little like frame. Can you ask everyone to sign the the thing I'm going to put it in a frame and so it says the Don drew level at 2-2 with Bayern Munich at this exact moment in time Alex McLeish's header uh, went in the net and I was instantly checking how many minutes remained pandemonium reigned and my watch was jettisoned into the night sky retrieved well after the final whistle from many rows back as luck would have it time stopped at this historic moment in time. Thanks, lads, for the memories of a lifetime. And they all signed it. But only Archie Knox and Fergie used the right pen. Uh, the, the pen that did like the, you know, the non-fade permanent. And yeah. the rest of them 
I don't know if Fergie or Archie Knox kept the pen is what happened because it was a good pen. <laughs> and so those are the only two you can really still see, but you can kind of see the faint yeah. of the rest of them. And I just think like that is the most special. And you can even see that there's the second, uh, the second hand has stopped at 23 seconds past the minute. It's just, you couldn't make that up for being special. That's like something money can't buy. Like you've got all these other things that people, other people will maybe have, but something like that, that's like priceless. Right. I, I don't know how to describe that, but I know that like my dad gave it to me, so I got it reframed and it's in special glass now, so it won't frame, it won't fade anymore. Um, but I just think the whole story behind it is so, and especially, you know, in our, in the team that we support history, I just think it's the coolest um this is the coolest heirloom ever. Did your, dad get to, cool. did your dad get to Gothenburg? Go, does what, sorry? Did you get to Gothenburg? No. Um, actually, yeah, it's, it's really an awful story, but um, I think most of Aberdeen wanted to go. And dad went to all the games, but he was a lecturer. And I was only, you know, one and a half, two at the time. And his boss said, you're not going. And if you go, you're fired. And when you've just bought a house and you've got a young kid and my brother was on the way, there's no way um, you're going to take that risk. So he watched in the Ferry Hill um, and uh, we were on Union Street the next day. One of the pictures in with the the, the Hewitt shirt is me and my mum on Union Street on the the day after, or or when the boat came back and they did the parade. But the Sucker punches, his boss went. The guy that said, you can't go, what? I'll fire you if you go. What a dick. Went. What a dick. Well, so... Dick move. You, there must be... Yeah. Yeah. You do... Dick move one You've one. done radio with a few people. Now, I have some stories from one of your good friends on the radio. And she told me there was almost a situation where you'd never got to Burnley because of our awkward boss. Lynn, your friend right. Lynn. I've done some so, again, some digging. He was raging. Lynn uh, worked with me on hearts, but he was raging because you know that night in Burnley, like we talked earlier about how like awesome away days and what the toilets were like. I remember going into the away end that night, and it was just chaos, but like in a good way. And I think you need every when we build a new stadium, there needs to be a cricket ground attached with boozing for six hours uh, allowed. And then he'd, well, no, to be fair, he'd said, okay, go. But what his problem was, was that, you know how they kept on cutting to the crowd and it cut to the crowd on whatever channel it was on. And I looked absolutely wrecked on a close up. <laughs> and he was like, oh, Paul, that's no way to represent the company. I'm like, I wasn't representing the company at Burnley away. <laughs> I was getting wrecked with my mates. No one was representing the company at Burnley away. No, I, do you know what? No one was representing their workplaces at Burnley away. I will no. absolutely tell you that right now. That's such an unreasonable thing to expect of someone. Now, you'd better be respectable in a away game. It's like because, at school where if you were yeah. ever like, it, not me, but sometimes at assembly, people would be like doing stuff they shouldn't have been doing and in their uniforms. And when you're wearing your uniform, you are representing the whole school. Were they and you'd be the down. Were they drinking red wine out there? 
blazer out the blazer pocket no the blazer no yeah mind you you went to a poor school it would have been champagne michael gove went to my school actually. ah you told us that. that's that's not a claim to fame that that's like i don't think that no I mean, if you're going to name someone at least name someone that people like um mike well, hang on let me just check what school, what's that what Chris school Kostetra. was that Gordon. that's good the rugby player Chris Cossetter, that's a good one. Rudy yes. Jackson, also a good rugby player. David Carey, the swimmer. There's quite a few. Sean Maloney, um, Sean Maloney and I played in the same football team, but he was better than me. Did you and set up, did you set up all, his, all his goals? See, and then we played in the West Hill Gala, which is actually just, they used to play that right next to where Cormac Park is. I don't know if they still do the West Hill Gala. And Colts won it. And I got like a made a cameo off the bench probably because they felt sorry for me. And I I I slotted a perfect pass needle thread through a needle to Sean Maloney who scored. Well we, well, we won the final by many goals, but he was obviously like a superstar in the making when we were at school and played for Celtic already, right? He was like signed to the youth team because um, Aberdeen had told him he was too small. It's meant to end it. I know. I've got a few stories from Lynn, to be fair. Some of them I kind of know half because I do obviously know you kind of thing, but she has what? said... You messaged her before this? Of course you it is. Of course it is. No, no, I do this quite a lot. Special. I like to get, I like to get, I like to get a wee bit of info. Now, I know Paul likes a banter. If you follow Paul on any of his social media, he likes a banter. And also, I do remember when the pair of you worked together, you were always winding each other up. Yeah. So, where did that begin? You locked you, you locked it in a studio with a certain scent? No, right, that's when we got all these... That was funny, right? You know how in the joke shop you get, like, the fart spray? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I put the mics on, and we were on the air, and I was like, oh, God, I don't feel well. Like, exploded, honestly, two cans of it, locked her in the door, but, the, the, and the, again, she was, like, on the air going, oh, like, throwing up. It was pretty... <laughs> Pretty good, uh, good radio actually. I don't know why they fired us, but um, the uh, we had a politician or someone like someone important, David like Michael Cameron Goff. or Michael Nick, Goff. wasn't <laughs> someone more better than him. Uh, came to the radio station the next day, but the radio station still stank of shit from that spray because we spent so much of it. And my boss, the same one, the Burnley boss was having to uh, apologise for that. Oh, I'm so sorry that it smells. So, so so sorry for the farmyard smell to whoever it was. Is this the vegan boss? Yeah, that's him. That you used to eat chicken in front of? Yeah. It's, well, yeah. You, you know, you have meat. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got a list here, by the way. You know, know all the good stuff. All. Don't know if I no, it makes me sound like a dick, to be honest. No, it's like banner. Like, everyone, everyone has banner in their work. Erin. Like you at your work, what what's your best pranks at your work that you've you've done or seen? We just get we just gone with our work, trying to make profit at the firm. Right, no come on, serious business here. That's we don't really have that. We've not been in the office properly for so long, which is quite disappointing as well. Right, what um, about a night out? You must do something or a night out that's a bit that you can tell us that's a prank. No, I feel like we would do a prank. Hmm. No, I don't think we would do a, a prank as such. We do have nice nights out. We normally have nice trips away as well. And I was actually speaking to um, Paul about Union Berlin, but I'm not sure about dates and things. Nightmare, by the way, looks like to get tickets for there. They've got a big member scheme. 
Aye, it's a small. Yeah. Stadium. I've been to Hertha. I've been to Hertha, the Berlin Derby, which was brilliant, but it was in the Olympic Stadium. We um, did Bayern yeah. Hoffenheim when we were in um, Munich, and it was brilliant. The atmosphere is great. You get a nice little drink. Food looked good. Overall, ten out of ten. While we're on that subject, what's fan experience like in Toronto in terms of what's the best sport for fan experience? Well, here's the weird thing: is they're all owned by the same company, all the teams. And so it's actually owned by two companies, like the two sports broadcasters, Bell and Rogers, own MLSE, which uh, owns all the sports and the channels that they're on on TV. So um, they cross promote them, right? So like you'll be at the uh, football and then like, you know, soccer, and they'll be putting up the scores from and in the Blue Jays, such and such, it'll come on in the the, the speakers. But I don't know why I think that. It's kind of so when you go to the Scotiabank Arenas where they play the basketball, the Raptors are the basketball team here, and they won the NBA championship in 2019, which is the first time ever. So they're a big deal. They get 20,000 every game, and the same with at least 20,000 every game. I've never been a Leafs game, the hockey, because it's like $300, $400 a ticket, yeah. and that's for like the cheapest ones. So that's 250 quid a ticket. I can't really justify us all going. Is it all celebrities that go then to for them? I, I, yeah, I don't know how people manage. I honestly don't know how people manage to do that. It must be like going to see the Lakers, whereby it's all just like Jack Nicholson and all that type of thing. Because who's paying that like normally, unless you are making the money that Aaron makes? Aaron, it's um, it's, it's I think cool. it's all, I think there's corporate. There's a lot of corporate because I'm trying to get the radio station that I work at has tickets. I'm trying to get them for a game when my mum and dad are over. But see the TFC, I like going to TFC because um, here especially is a mix of, like the whole world is mixed here. That's what drew us to come in here. But like, it's, you know, when I'm on the radio here, it's always like all different accents call. And then occasionally you go, all right, Paul, how's it going, mate? Oh, you're a sheep shagger. And you're like, well, no one's going to know what that is. And then... Um, you need to tell them. Like, Right, but something about like, oh, no, mate, they always get a bit of crack or whatever going with them. But then they'll sound like that, and you go, how long have you lived here? Oh, mate, 60 years, mate. I'm like, really? <laughs> you sound like you've just arrived. And uh, then, you, oh, by the way, here's the other thing. Because in the radio, right, in Scotland especially, there's like certain songs you don't play on the radio yeah, because yeah. you just can't. And obviously the big one is, or, or just can't get enough is now the Celtic song and simply the best. And um, here you play all those songs. At the moment, I work on a classic hit station. So whenever you play simply the best, because you don't get any say in this, and I can't even drop it just because of because it's a Ranger song. Oh, you I mean, can't. You can't. Can. Paul, but, come on. Well, I can. I could. I could. But it's always <laughs> like, hey, Paul. You know, it'll be this, this guy, Glenn, that calls, hey, Paul, is Glenn in Niagara Falls. What about the Rangers, eh? They did a great last night in the, uh, the game, eh? How about that? And I'm like, what? I don't want to talk about that for a start with you. I'm an Aberdeen fan, mate, but it's, it, I think it's pretty funny how this, this, this sort of thing goes far and wide. Um, and I know you'd ask me about football here and we've ended up talking about that. Well, I mean, all the sports, because I, yeah, I, like, I like all my American sports. I, I don't watch them as much as I used to because I'm married and mm. I can't watch Channel 5 at 2 in the morning and function the next day. But you know, I used to get the back. I remember when the basketball yeah. used to be first on Channel 4. I loved it. Loved watching it. But I was like, I shouldn't. So I could Super Bowl's coming up. Yeah. 
Super Bowl's coming up, right? Everyone just watches that. Yeah, everyone just watches it for the advert. Um, So, no, the fan experience is great. And it's funny, like, because I always think about Dave Cormack when I'm at football here, because you can see, like, when he talks about the product and the experience, but we're just not set up for it in any way in Scotland. Like, the facilities are nowhere near. Like, so I went to football with my friend Steve, and we were getting beers. Like, the guy comes around and sells beers to your seat. So when you walk into the ground, first of all, TFCs are a 30, 35,000 seater stadium. Um, it's always got like 20, 30,000 people at it. They never win anything, really. Um, but it's like still quite a good day out. And because it's a mix of everyone, there's like an ultra zen that's like Italians, Portuguese, like quite European. And that yeah, yeah. means it's got a really good atmosphere. And um, I'll always go in the ultras when I can. But it's not like... They, they don't have like uh there's no fighting with anyone and there's no away supports and there's that's not really what it's more like the color and the, you know like that and when it's all that right and the guys on the megaphone for the whole time and they got fireworks and flares and it's pretty good it's great actually but like as soon as you walk in like, i'm wearing a canada shirt i didn't realize you could don't record share the videos i went to all this effort so i bought this when dad and i went to the canada game at, at uh, tfc because they've got shops all inside the ground you walk in the ground and you can buy stuff straight away inside the stadium. Like, and then you can like get, you know, whatever one with a printed name, the hat, there's a new strip every week, pretty much for like the sustainable, like one made of plastic bottles, one camouflage, one, one pride colored one. They've got different strips every week. Um, You can get any type of food, any like, you know, the kids when I've taken them will get like popcorn and, candy floss and hot dogs and chicken tenders and you know it's, it's never ending they're like ice creams and um like they you know they when you go in it's all oh, the first fifteen thousand people in on saturday they got a free hat or like the first twenty thousand people get a new scarf like That's it's crazy. really well done but then there's stuff that you just can't imagine happening like uh okay folks it's time for the pizza pizza halftime motorbike and some guy will come out on the pitch on a moped and like drive around with a pizza and someone's there's like a camera that goes through the crowd and people are cheering and if it stops on you he delivers a pizza to the stand love it i just can't imagine how that would happen you know yeah let's face it yeah see actually once you've been in a pre-match drinks and someone's offering you a pizza at half time I'm taking it. I might share yeah. it. I might share it. Would you share it? If you got your pizza, you sharing it? No, I'm not sharing a pizza. No, I'm not sharing. Um, I used to... Just I ask the it. question. Well, I'll tell you a quick story before you ask your question. So I used to be a bit of a fly one. We used to be yearning, go to parties. A pizza had opened up nearby me. And I figured, right, if I order a pizza and it's getting done with a party, how can I make sure no one else tries to pinch the pizza? The answer is anchovies. Everybody right. apart from me hated anchovies. So there you go. I got the pizza to myself. Put pubes on it. But, why would you but then I wouldn't say, yeah, exactly. Come on, Paul. Right. I lived in a house in Australia, a shared house, and someone did that because someone kept on stealing folks their, their food, <laughs> so they put pubes on it. And then someone had eaten it, right? And then they called this big house meeting, and it was an Italian guy who had stolen it, just like throwing up in the corner. 
you hate my pubes. I feel this is a good time for an advert, right? Before you ask a question, Aaron. So Manscaped obviously sponsored us. So if you do not want yeah. pubes on your pizza, the yeah. way to do that is by shaving down below. Keep it bare, and then the pizza will be fine. So UK dot manscaped.com 20% off and free shipping keep your pizza pub free and keep yourself pub free everyone's a winner that was the best the best endorsement uh, read I've ever heard in my life thank you like from a like I I just bring these see whatever is going I used to at the start when we had the deal going I thought right I better try and think of something that's going to work whereas now I just wait for something and Paul that was perfect I just did one for, hi, it's Paul Harper, uh, Jiffy, or there's a company here that cleans your drive in the snow. When we had the snow, Jiffy came around, uh, go on and hit them with a the promo code boom and you get 10% off your day. But that was nothing on, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't want pubes on your pizza, go to manscaped.com. More pubes in adverts. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's perfect. Erin's waiting patiently to ask a question. Oh, here. she is. Oh. I would rather she never, but... Like, just I ask it, it because know, I'm sure sometimes people will agree with me. And also because I don't think it's as weird as you all seem to think it is. So what? when I have... When you have pizza, Paul, right? Uh-huh. And you have, like, just you've got a normal pizza and you maybe have on it, like, your nice toppings and stuff... And you've obviously got crust on the pizza, which isn't like the best bit. Do you eat the crust first or do you eat the crust like last? Do you have the crust first, get the crust rubbish bit out of the way and then you have the nice bit at the end? Yeah. <laughs> obviously that's what you do because you just loaded it with yeah at the end. I give all my crust to my um, youngest daughter who likes them, but that's what sauce oh. is for. The crust is her favourite bit. And actually... In our pizza, local pizza place, you can order just crust sticks. Yeah. Mm. But d- does uh, right. it... It's like a breadstick, really, isn't it? Aye, but that's what it is. That's what pizza is. Erin, we've been trying to tell you this for ages. It's just bread. Yeah, but I like the bit with the sauce, the cheese, the toppings. That's the best mm. bit. Yeah, don't. So you want to get the crust out of the way, and then you've got the delicious... like eating a sandwich. You want to get the crusts gone first. But Erin... Like Paul will maybe testify to this if you like the crust. That if you love the crust, I'll save it for last, hundred percent. I've always, the I've the always, is the better part. I've always grown up that you finish a dinner. If you don't finish a dinner, you're not getting dessert. So and the crust give you curly hair. Exactly, but you can shave them because we'll have manscapes. will be fine. Yeah, give so, you curly pubes. Exactly. I think all pubes are probably they're not. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> I eat delicious pizzas now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why you're asking me, John? It's only fair, isn't it? It's only fair, like equality. Do you get... Um, so in Canada, is Scottish football like a thing there? Do they... No. No, they don't care no, about there's, it. So, well, it's not on TV. Have you not been trying to make it? Have you not imported Scottish football? It's Canada. So me and uh, three or three other guys have got a WhatsApp group. So we are the Toronto Don, um, and really that is the that is the what we've got so far is a WhatsApp group. But I think at one point we're going to meet and watch a game. Scottish, the, I heard that Toronto has the most that has the biggest 
Rangers Supporters Club mm. of anywhere in the world. It's the blue, isn't but, it? The Blue Jays. Rangers fans move to Canada go blue, blue. Let's oh, no, this is what I was going to tell you guys before we hit record. Um, and I said, oh, I'm not, I've got a good story that happened in the summer, but I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, yeah. So, you're receiving it for everyone nice. to hear. Yeah. Do you ever wear, um, would you ever wear football colours in Scotland, like just out and about, or would you wear them in the house? Scotland top, yes. So Aberdeen top, um, in the house, yeah, quite often, because like, it's just a handy top to shove on if you're sitting about. Not work from home generally, but like, yeah, I've got heaps of them. Like a nice day in the summer, going to walk, and game day, always, 100%. Would I wear them to go like abroad on holiday? No, because I'm not Celtic guy. Ah, well, see what I what I like, I do, I, I need to admit on holiday, I have a black and gold Aberdeen towel, so it's kind of subtle. Oh, a uh, towel, that's good. acceptable. So, yeah. and people do see it, but it, they, they kind of do a wee nod as in like, that's a cool towel, because it's not, it's not obvious, so you need, if you know, you know, type thing. Yeah, that's quite, that's mm. quite cool, I'd be happy with that, I think a lot of things, I think your football's different, you know, but um, yeah, we'd wear one like, um, like I've been to the supermarket and stuff, and actually I was in the supermarket once, and there was like an Edinburgh, and there was a dad and his wee boy, and his boy had his Dawn strip on, and he was like, "Look, that's cool." And I was like, Good t- "Yeah, it's quite nice when you see that." To be fair, quite a lot of Dawn fans in here. Did the dad follow you on Twitter? Probably. <laughs> hey, I'm one of those Aberdeen dads, so this, uh, yeah, this is lovely wanting to come on the, the podcast. Just nice, like it is a nice little. You're like, oh, or sometimes when you're traveling to like a game as well, like abroad, Europe and stuff. If you see people you don't actually know that well at the airport, but they got their tops on, you're like, oh, they're going where I'm going. It's nice. Aye. So, I would wear I'll it. Wear so I would wear it abroad at the airport and abroad for a European football trip, but that's all. Not just for my normal, my own life holidays. To be clear, because nobody cares really about it here. I'll wear Aberdeen strips just like around the house, especially because we're working from home or like collect weird ones you know like to the toronto fifth strip from the season or if it's some weird special one from like the union berlin or if i go an away game somewhere whatever and uh so i was, I was wearing an aberdeen one and there was a like the, the kids school was in a, behind our old house and the, the playing field was there in the summer so we went around with our bikes and uh i was wearing the don's top and then this guy came around back he's like oh my god aberdeen and I turned around and it was this guy wearing a Dundee United away strip from about 10 years ago. And he was like, oh yeah, my family's from Scotland. I've been to one game before and uh, like sometimes we're like this. And I, it was quite kind of weird. Yeah. But, um, I think I've still got his number actually because I texted him because we beat them. That's after, like, uh, that just would not happen in Scotland. Like, you meet a Dundee United fan out and about, you're probably <laughs> going to like glare at each other. Whereas like, you know your best pals. I just thought it was kind of cool. Uh, my my friend when when um, when we were at the the game and he was asking me. Uh, so we're, I was telling you about when you go to a game here and they've got all this the store with all the stuff in it. Yeah, and you know there might be you can walk right around the ground is the other cool thing I meant to tell you. So you can go inside and you can sit anywhere. You do have a seat, but you can move about and there's like bits at the basketball that you can stand in a bar and watch the game down below you. Or at the baseball, there's like a sky deck and you can just go there, talk to your mates, have a beer, watch, move about. It's really awesome and you don't have to pay anything extra for it. So um walked around, we're in our seats and like the guy's selling beers and you put your hand up. It's expensive. It's like 
12 quid a can or something for a beer in your seat, but, but it's a, a big one. It's a, like a tall boy, um, like a, a pint and a half can delivered to you. Okay, okay. And Steve uh, said to me, is this um, what it's like in Scotland? Like what sort, what sort of food do they deliver to your seat in Scotland? <laughs> Steve, zero. Uh, and I just, I said, he was like, what do you get? I was like, you get a pie and you'll have to go and get it yourself. And you'll be queuing for about 25 minutes. You're going to miss a lot of the game. It just couldn't believe it. They, and I don't know how much money they must make out of this stuff. I mean, tons. It must be tons. But they've got it made. Far experience in like North America is renowned the world over. Because even if no. you're watching American sports on TV, you always see the guy, like baseball is the one that I always remember. You would always see, because they always go to the crowd and you're always seeing people getting food, nachos, hot dogs, beers, whatever. And you're thinking, yeah. that's the life. I, I could deal with that. Now I'm maybe a bit older. I'm not drinking as much going to games. Yeah. Like it's an experience. I, maybe, I know, but other folk would say, nah, it's, you're just going to football and the experience is going to the pub. No, no one gets hammered at it because it's too expensive. Oh, and the other thing is, weed's legal here. So everyone's like smoking weed. It's actually probably why it's so chilled out. Oh, ref, oh, nah, man, he's all right. This just sounds like some kind of frat party. Yeah, the red cups. It's pretty good. I can kind of see. I now know why you like the red oh. <laughs> I, I honestly. Um, Think it's so cool that the uh, the, no, the the kids like the the, the school um, playing field here is sponsored by the you know the teams, so like, they'll come round and you know decorate all the sports fields with the local teams and uh, like a player will turn up just to a random like all over the city because they'll, they'll coordinate it and this hockey um, pad is sponsored by the Maple Leafs and like a player will just come to it or they'll but it, it that stuff. You can all listen. Scottish teams do well with some of that stuff, but it's just so divisive, right? Like, oh, you can only go to this school, or you can't go to that school, or you can't go to that part of town, or oh, well, yeah, you can. I honestly can't imagine anyone sponsoring a, a, a kids' football pitch because the logo would just get smashed up straight away. Aye, uh, so do you think in terms of over, the, over there, the connection between players and fans is like much better? Yeah, they it's because it's bigger teams, I suppose. They have um, there was a, like a uh, one of those Amazon Prime for the hockey team, you know, like the the Sunderland until I die type thing, or uh, the yeah, Man City. Yeah, there was yeah, one of those yeah. for the the hockey team one's pretty good actually. Like, I recommend you watch that just because it's they're they're not very good. The Maple Leafs actually last won it and won the the um, Stanley Cup in 1967. And I kind of thought that was pretty funny that in the East End of Glasgow and in Toronto, half the burglar alarms are controlled by the same. See what you're saying about Amazon Prime. I'm half expecting you to say you get your Prime delivered to your your seat. No, I don't right. quite there. Yeah, Amazon's good, right? We've got uh, <laughs> we ordered something the other day and it arrived that day. That is some spooky shit, by the way. Ordering stuff that day and it arrives that day is next level. They've got that here now as well. You can get same-day stuff. It's brilliant. But you need to pay extra. Well, you pay for Prime for the year, but... Oh, it's okay. Well, fair enough. 
yeah it was really good like all this stuff though you just think like spotify all of this like in my day none of that having to burn a cd off limewire destroying your parents computer recording stuff on the radio having to like get ready to pause it so that no offense bits of you talking wasn't in my nice take what what you didn't want that you just want the tunes don't you (laughs) oh like, have you, you ever know, had, like, a... Uh, have mean. you ever had, like, a... What's your worst moment where you've been like, oh, that was a disaster, or that's been a nightmare? Oh. I said fuck on the air once. Oh. I wish I could you can, share you can say, you, I you, can say, you can say that on here as much as you want, by the way. Well, within reason. Oh. It's usually me. Because I, I, I still have the tape. And it was dreadful, right? Because I'd said it. And like the, um, I've had some interviews go bad. Uh, we did an interview with, you remember Supergrass? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They had that it, all right. And yeah, yeah, gas pimps. Absolute horror show of an interview that was just, it was like on, the, on a line like this, right? And so we, we couldn't see him. We were just talking. But we just cut the satellite because uh, it was just wasn't um, working. I remember we were doing an interview with them. Um, what was the boy band one like JL JLS and was oh, it Jay. Aston Aston Medical? Was, I shouldn't know that, should I? But you shouldn't. Strictly, I don't know that. I didn't understand. Strict, that for sure. I think he was on strictly come dancing, was he not? And I like that was difficult. But I think he was a young boy. And the thing is, those um, those uh, uh, ones. Remember when Leon Jackson was in the X Factor? Oh, Leon Jackson. The, he, he, got the, mentioned um, week. he got mentioned the other week. He got mentioned the other week as well. On the podcast, Leon Jackson. Actually, All right. yeah, get him on. My first date actually yeah. with a missus was the night he won X Factor. There you go. There you go. Two thousand. <laughs> was that two thousand seven? Two thousand and no. Aye, yeah. aye. Erin's pretending she doesn't know. Yeah. But see that night we were doing this I, thing in Livingston. I don't know. This is not the musical taste I thought we were going to be discussing. Well, this well I, I am going to remember my first date, to be fair. But I think that's all right, right. for me to know that. It's not like I remember not, that, that Leon Jackson won that because of knowledge. It's because there was another life event. I was I was going to tell you that we had this uh, girl that got stretched out and like was sitting out. The kids were going so mental because we were filming it for, you know, on the David show, like, oh, and then Leon went home to Livingston. And the radio station was doing like the big thing in the in Livingston. And thousands more people turned up than we expected. And it was kind of, it was like uh, Beatlemania or something. This wee guy from uh, Whitburn and all the kids were like collapsing over the barriers and like getting stretchered away out onto the, um, out into like ambulances at the back. That was wild. But uh, look, most luckily most of it's gone okay. Been blessed to um, get to play music and meet some footballers sometimes and talk for a living. Quite good, right? Indeed, and another one you mentioned earlier about like classic hits is what you do now. So yeah. sadly, this week Meatloaf passed away, and I know you had the pleasure oh, yeah. of meeting Meatloaf. Yeah, in the Blythewood. That's the same hotel we stayed at with all the footballers when the Star Sixes was on. The hotel was full of just all the players from the Star Six. I was trying to find the sheet, by the way, of all the players because that was twenty nineteen. Did you guys come to that? Never went to it. I was like 10 and 6 when I was wee. I wish I did go to it though. Because I'd come as. Yeah. Oh my God. It was. Yeah, it was. It was. 
trying to see who all the did, players were. Was Adam McCoy there? No. Um, Louis Figo? No. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I remember who I seen the advertise. I do remember seeing the advertise. Mendieta. Did you say Mendieta was there? Yeah, I've got Mendieta shirt. Just casually, I've got Hang Mendieta on, can shirt. Can you edit this? Um, we can, but no. we kind of just put it out. As, as, as I'll be honest. <laughs> All the players were there anyway and stayed at the Bly through like Michael Owen was there and all these big uh, big stars. It was pretty cool. Did Michael Owen have a 13 year old with him so he could like just play shooty in with? I mean, they oh. did, but it was his own kid. Because <laughs> obviously, there's a st- we've not heard a story about Michael Owen. No, that looked good at training and he had like a, there was a 13 year old in goal. Michael Owen was like playing for Liverpool at this point. And was like just hitting shots in and going right. off, like as if it was like the greatest thing ever. Like this thirteen-year-old's got no chance. I saw that. No, now you've said that. Yeah, that's right. And he posted yeah. it on his Twitter or something. Aye. It, was, it wasn't just a random link. It was it kind of was a reason for it. Why was I telling you this? We stayed at the Blythewood. Oh yeah, that's where Meatloaf was. Yeah. Then we went to McSorley's. You know, down on Jamaica Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, there was like a winners thing for. Um, like listeners could win tickets to come and hear Meatloaf's new album, whatever it was. And Meatloaf walked in at McSorley's and like we did a Q&A thing. And then instead of, they pressed play on his new album. And uh, then he, instead of going away, like into the dressing room and then leaving, he um, like got off the stage and stood in the middle of the crowd with like fans around him, um, but with his eyes closed, listening to his album, like, like this. And all these like mad fans are wanting to talk to him. And but he wasn't. He was just in a zone of listening to his <laughs> album. It was just the weirdest shit I've ever seen in my life. So yeah, Meatloaf walked into McSorley's. True story happened. Nice guy. Nice guy. It's, it's sad though, because like I think you know how like you get musicians that everybody knows. Meatloaf is probably one of them. Everybody knows Meatloaf, I think. Don't want to Even... sound like Lemmy. I met him once at uh Charity, uh, dude, nice guy. Paradise oh, by the Dashboard. No, but everyone does know Meatloaf in terms of music wise. I mean, Paradise by the Dashboard Light is one of my karaoke ones. Oh, oh is it? Oh. Because mm-hmm. I, I'm to Eclipse at the Heart. I like the ones that go on for a while. But you can't sing those. Why are you doing this? Why are you putting people through this pain? Karaoke is about the performer, not about the audience. And I enjoy it. Right. That's, by the way, part of the away days that come back to into Glasgow. Uh, Queen Street and then go to karaoke at Dow's. What's your karaoke tune then? No, I'm always too wrecked and can't sing. I uh, I was actually thinking about that because there was talk of a karaoke Christmas party. If you had your work Christmas parties, we're going to be having ours maybe in the next couple of months. I work from home, so like my Christmas party, I think, was me and my boy having like a nice lunch and McDonald's. It was, it was, uh, my karaoke tune. I like to keep it short and simple because I can't sing. Is really got me red kinks. Right. Which Two minutes good. and it's over. Exactly. A bit like my sex life. Right. You say that. The wife listens sometimes, by the way, as well. So I shall find that funny, hopefully. And no, it's not true. Um, right. So you're in the States now. And I know, again, some people call this a guilty pleasure. I like it. You like it. The wrestling. Oh, WWF. You yeah. have easier access now. To the wrestling because you are over our, that part of the world. You've been yet since you've been there. I know you've been in the past. 
Yeah, me and my brother went to WrestleMania when I got... I, the last time I like had a full-time job when I had to go to an office was March 2019. And now I work from home or like consult or I go to the station sometimes but because of COVID. And I, I, so I left in March. Then on the start of April, we went to WrestleMania in New York. WrestleMania 35. It was awesome. But um, I only really like late 80s and early 90s wrestling now just to make, make it extra niche. That, but that's because you were grow up then. That's like, yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, I listened to the podcast of that. There's a like podcast where they talk about like the writers and what drugs the wrestlers were on and who was shagging who. And it's like pretty, I like hearing all that. Yeah, yeah. When you were a boy watching it thinking it was real, when actually what was happening backstage was, you know. Well, there's quite a lot of obviously my teacher there as well, but yeah, I've heard many shenanigans. Favorite wrestler of all time? Right. Um, Undertaker. So last week we had Brown Bear on, Scottish musician. He likes the wrestling, and he never told me yeah. until after the podcast. But we are, so I have told him he's a musician. If I don't see him at gigs coming out to wrestling entrance theme tunes, I'll be disappointed. And I think he might be up for it. I think he's up for it. And Undertaker was his favorite. Can you he, imagine uh... that being at a gig? And as opposed to it being like some kind of party tune or, or some kind of tune, it's the Undertaker um, tune. Yeah. Um, You're in. You're out. We used to do the breakfast show on a station called Beat 106, like back in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. And we used the big show's music sometimes, just like, because it went like, well, it's the big show. And only yeah. certain people would know yeah. it was wrestling music. We met the big show at the, at the, um, at the um, FCC, but told him that. He thought that was, uh, he actually didn't really care. Yeah, but okay. um, didn't care that we used to music behind. Erin, you don't seem that interested in wrestling music from the 90s. I'm not that interested in wrestling. You must have seen yeah. wrestling though at some point. Like, I know what it is, thank you. Yeah. I'm not I interested know. at all. Like, I've seen cricket, not interested. Cricket, no, no. How's that? I would, say, I would say cricket's worse than wrestling, but they're borderline for me. You know, um. I scare the kids with it now, but like when we were, I guess like eight, nine, ten, and the wrestling was on, there was like Undertaker and then his manager Paul Bearer. Yes. And they used to do the interview spots at the back, like, oh yeah, Undertaker's gonna get you, and he carried the urn. So the kid, my kids, absolutely shit themselves whenever I show them that now, and they're like, Daddy, turn it off, turn it off. I'm like, oh, girl, is that the Undertaker coming to get you? Like, oh, freaking out. <laughs> What you uh, need, I, I quite like watching all the stuff. What you need to do as well is show them Papa Shango giving mm. the Ultimate Warrior the, the, curse. the, the curse. Curse, the black goo. Say, Put a curse on them. So if they are like being bad before Christmas, say this is what will happen. Right. Is this allowed? Are we allowed to say this? I don't know. No, if, you can, talk about you can probably say about your own kids. I don't know if I, that's probably not. But you, you know what it's like? You do try and give the kids like some kind of like. Not bribe, but fear that they might not. No, we, we made up a um, we made up a babysitter who um, <laughs> who like if they were being bad, we would make our phone ring right. So you'd go in like the you know the settings on the iPhone, and they'd be being uh, being bad, and then you who is it? And the babysitter, the like evil babysitter <laughs> that we made up was called Mrs. Brunt. <laughs> and the kids are like, oh, but can you tell us about Mrs. Brunt? I said, I can't tell you. But when she comes, the children are never seen again. And then the phone would ring. And so they were so worried about it, I had to tell them that Mrs. Brunt was made up. 
Yeah, that's that is quite heavy going. See, this there young. I I still actually do that with my son. But I always do a kid on like see when Derek McInnes was at Aberdeen. Yeah, I used to like do a kid on that. I was on the phone to Derek McInnes, and he was telling me some of the information about who we were signing and all that type of thing. He was, that's such he, was a he was a teenager. He was a teenager. Yeah, I mean, like he hates dad Potter, but he's going to be at some point. He's going to be doing that same Potter. Ed is like wondering what's going on here. Your dad must have some Potter that he's told. My dad, about. I'm not about. Totally my dad telling me on the phone to Janet McInnes. I'd be like, no, you're not. So I'm not sure why you think that does that but, work. But you, you are in your twenties. Like I did it when he was like the younger. I thought like. I don't think I'd have ever fallen for that. But it's now, he never really fell for it. It's almost like an act. It's like role play type of thing. So I still do it. Still do it. Not do it because somebody else. It will just be whoever I feel like I'm going to chat to. To be fair, if you said to him, Derek McKinnon's just on the phone, he's signing Ash Taylor. Fair. Exactly. Always true. He's always signing Ash Taylor. Exactly. Um, My dad actually did get a really nice phone call for his um, 70th birthday last year. From um, I arranged it for him from Neil Simpson. That is good. Isn't that nice? Simi phoned him up just to say happy birthday. Yeah, so I um, wanted to get him a lot. It was his 70th, and obviously, like COVID was pretty horrible. So I thought, get him a little phone call. So actually, who sorted it for me was Dino's dad, Dean Campbell's dad. Nice. Um, spoke to Simi and asked him, and he was like, yeah, of course. And he didn't even phone him off a withheld number. So my dad is now like, oh, yes. you know, my pal, I'm going to text him and see what yeah, he thinks about yeah. the signing. And I'm like, no, dad, you're not friends. So yeah, my dad was loving it. They tried for like 20 minutes. My dad, my dad was like, oh, he knows so-and-so. And I was like, right. Um, so no, that was nice. And my mum was like, your dad's very chuffed on that phone call. He keeps talking about it. My mum's scoop this week. Um, so my mum's been saying for weeks. So my mum doesn't is, really... That's your mum that doesn't like football. Yeah. Yeah, she's not interested in it. Like, she doesn't hate it, but she wouldn't go to Petodra. She wouldn't go to a game. And she watches it. Never been. My dad's never like, been. my dad will watch football at home. She'd never been. Never been. Years and years and years ago, yeah. Oh. But, like, she would take my uncle, her younger brother. So that was, but, like, no, she wouldn't go. And she'll watch it, like, if my dad will watch the games, like the championship ones on Friday night and stuff, and he'll watch sports scene. And, like, she doesn't leave the room. She doesn't hate it that much, but she's not interested in it. Um, but she's been saying for quite a while now that um, she thinks the next manager to get sacked, she's been telling me she's quite proud of this insider knowledge she's got. It's going to be James McPake. It's just not going well. Texted me this afternoon, though, and said to me, after their bad result last week in the cup game, she texted me and said, I've had to think about this, and I think it's me that Cal Davidson, the next manager for the shop, you know. And I said, well, Mum, they play each other on Wednesday. So... Could be either or both, and she went, that is interesting, isn't it? But it's so not going to... Brenda's, Brenda's going to be waiting for a second this week. It's not going to be James McPay, because now that Niall again is there, Niall again will save Dundee. Please don't, I'm really upset. See your mum, she's like, you know when the World Cup comes around, or the Euros or whatever, they always have like a tortoise, and if it eats the last lettuce, <laughs> that means like Brazil's got... No, she's... Brazil. she's That's like your mum. No, she's <laughs> put this together from seeing on the news that he always looks quite upset when he's getting interviewed because they've had a bad result. And yeah, she was... I mean, when we lost to Dundee, she was like, they can't beat anyone. And I was like, yeah, thanks for that. Lovely. So, um, no, that's that's my mum's news. So yeah, just like the blue this afternoon, she's changed her mind about her manager second. So hopefully did one it, of them did will did go did my mum this week. Give her something. Yeah, See, when you some... mentioned Simi, by the way, I just wanted to say, um, so you know, like, have you ever been to the Shed of Red um, parties that have done it? Um, yes. Uh-huh. At, uh, 
before the cut. So like that was something that I cooked up with the guys there, right? And so I'd like DJed at them and Simi came to um one of them one time. And like it was so cool because they like, said, you know, do you want pay? Like, no, I don't want pay. I just want to come. Can I bring my kids? Or uh can I bring a couple of friends? So Simi came with a gentleman and got on the mic and sung the Northern Lights and the European song and it was ace. Ultimately uh I no, we didn't. We didn't win. I don't think we've ever done one of those. Then won the game afterwards. Was it not the Dungeon but, um, United game? The Dungeon United semi. That I was think. the first one. That was the very first semi. Since like the third or fourth. Uh, and I've always been quite proud. Oh, there's a picture with them. There you go. Well, it'll say the date on it, right? Well, let me check because it looks because the lights are red in the nightclub. It looks like you're in the twenty seventeen. Uh, oh, it must have been. It the was, oh, it's a, oh, no. oh, God. Can we not bring this up when they were on the other It was Paul asked it's, what the date mentioned was. mentioned every Paul, week. Paul asked what the date was. Um, yeah. If, so, this is like saying, how, oh, if I don't go to the game, it'll be rubbish or, but if I do go, then we don't win. So these need to get stopped then, obviously. Well, I moved to Canada, right? Just to make sure that it doesn't ever happen again. Thank you for your service. That's the, I might, but that's the deal, is that, I think that if we get to some sort of final and ever then hopefully we'll get to come back and uh, if we go to the Scottish Cup final this year would you come back for it uh uh-huh. that's brilliant good why don't 100% and we'll do the do the date go on do, you're going to DJ again oh yeah definitely yeah because they could justify it as a work work trip love it is this basically a no. tax dodge well, you'd have to be careful about your behaviour because you would be representing your work then, wouldn't you? Representing oh, no, 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 no. Do, do it like a freelance. You can do it freelance, really, and then just, oh, you're just represent but, yourself. Um, see, uh, letting myself down. See that after Simi had come to that, I said to um, Claire, my wife, go and give me your phone. And I added her into the WhatsApp as I was like, oh, Simi wants to come on the group chat, everyone, and they're all like, oh my God, Simi's coming on the group chat. So then like, I joined it with Claire's phone. I'm like, all right, boys, uh, great to see you today. I'm lucky about the game, whatever, whatever. And they're all like, oh my God, Simi, oh, great to see you. And then Simi left the group chat. And this became like iconic for years. Oh my God, remember that time when Simi joined the group chat? This one you were talking about how like you would phone and pretend you're talking to Derek McKinnon. And then Simi got re-added. Um, Oh, something had happened at the club. Oh, boys, Riyadh Simi, someone was wrecked. And it's, you know when someone in the group chat gets a footballer's phone number and decided yeah. to smart to add them to the WhatsApp? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So Simi got re-added. Of course, it was Claire's phone. And I'm like on it again going, all right, boys, not seeing you for ages. That was fucking magic last night. And I think I like signed it off like, nice one, nice one, me or something. And everyone was like, oh, my God, can't believe he did that. She occasionally does throw me laugh as well. That's brilliant. Oh, should have. Well, I wish. Be a whole new, new business, just adding a pretend semi into group well, chat. Well, um, well, someone did this in our group chat, <laughs> and some idiots fell for it. Let it be known that I did not you fall fell for it. it. You did fall for I it. I didn't. Right, someone so pretended to be a famous did. singer in our group, and she will not be happy. You did, right? So a I singer. I did it. It was me that did this prank, right? I, I like one now and again, and we've got some dream guests, and. A couple of the podcast team had been at a gig and we said, we'd met said singer. Well, we'll, we'll name who it is. Because uh, it was a wee gig and they are wanting to come on the podcast. 
But said singer has a boyfriend. Are they husband and wife now? Maybe. Oh, I know who it is. Married. Right? Who has Who's got, husband? Who has got Who's a the husband, you think? Who's got slagged a few times. He's a footballer, Ricky Foster. Yeah, who's got slagged yeah. a few times in the group chat. So I, I said, right, um, she's willing to come on, but she just wants to talk to you about the fact that you can have dissed Ricky. So some folk did fall for it. You did edit it first. You thought she was coming on the podcast. You did. Message so, one. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, so you fell for it. And then I it. was like, no. You fell for it. Absolutely not. No, I didn't fall for it. I thought you'd manage to get a decent quality guest. And then I was like, well, oh. we've got a decent quality guest, right? So John, the other John who does the podcast, he doesn't really get involved. He, he gets involved in the group chat, but he is he sent me a private message saying, is she coming on? We tried to get it going for a bit, but I didn't do it quite to the same ability as you. So yeah. But, but is she coming on? To begin. Well, we'd like her to come on. She's, a, she's one of our... You know her? She's, yeah. She's one of our people we would like. You actually know. Do you actually know her? Likes you know her? Are you having your wife to a group chat? She likes no, football. Not... At least. So yeah, she and obviously she's loves her football. Is that like, she's been on old from farts, but they are like a lot bigger than us. Do you personally know her? Oh. Genuinely, are you just saying this and you're going to add your wife's number to our group? Uh, Paul's a radio deep. Paul's, Paul's like DJ'd for Robbie Williams. Yeah, but it doesn't mean he's got Robbie Williams' phone number, do you? Think? I don't have Robbie Williams' phone number. Gary Barlow's? No, actually, we're not allowed to like Gary Barlow. Well, Gary Barlow, though, like Paul used to model his hair in Gary Barlow when he went to the hairdressers because he liked to wear highlights. You did like the so, highlights. So, genuinely, yeah, she follows you. Barack Obama follows me. Doesn't mean he's coming on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but she only follows 700 people. Barack Obama only follows like a couple of thousand, and he's followed by 65. Why does Barack Obama follow you? Yeah, Barack Obama uh, follows me on Twitter. He's seen you in Aberdeen strip on the train. <laughs> he's thought, you know what? She knows what she's talking about. <laughs> yeah, look at Barack that. Obama split uh, into the DMs. Yeah, so he hasn't ever DM'd me. So actually, he has it's honestly, stuck- it's my biggest achievement that I've never, and I have occasionally been tipsy, I've never DM'd back Barack Obama. Well, I, don't know, to, I don't want to unfollow you. Me. Who cares? I don't want to get unfollowed because I love shot. Me. Shoot your shot, right? Have a go, right? Actually, now that we're, it's a pre, what is it? Robbie Burns Eve. I know that's not a name, right? But it is Robbie Burns Eve. So Amy McDonald's are like, we want Martin Compton. We like Compton. Aaron, you were supposed to be trying to get him on. Like, did you ever bother your ass or was it just kidding me on? Yes, actually. And Firstly, what right. I'll speak to you about this. Off air. Okay, okay. Um, right. But he's not doing media stuff at the moment because he's on um I think he's looking after his child because his wife's away working, but I'll speak about this separately. So you've just talked right, okay. Andy Murray. Andy Murray. Yeah. Well, we all like Are Andy you writing Murray. this down by the way? Oh, because if you can come back with all these people, that'd be like hilarious. Is it like this is a very nice list, but you're giving yourselves a bit of work here. Well, yeah, I think we can get Andy Murray. Get, we've had Derek Ray. I mean, well, right, there you go. Andy Murray likes but, football. We're not picking, no, like, I, we're picking people who like football. I, Andy Murray, Martin Compton. Amy and have banter. And they have banter. They yeah. have banter. Oh, I agree. Harry Styles, he'll probably be on oh, soon. Oh, he's not Scottish. Erin, you don't get this whole thing, right? It's Scottish people. Is Paul like. still Scottish, is he? Harry Styles is not Scottish. I am still. 
Harry no, likes Scottish Harry football. Obviously, he's playing Ibrox. Well, that's debatable whether he likes Scottish football or not. He might like British football. There's no such thing as British football. Let's not give anyone ideas. There is an Ibrox. Um, um, so other Scottish people, right? So no, it's Pete. It's Robbie Bond's Eve. Mm-hmm. Paul, who would be the dream Scottish person you would want on your radio show that you've not already had or spoken to? Other than me. Oh, Billy Connolly. Yeah, he's he's on the list. Yeah. Definitely as well. Is he coming on? I don't oh, think. Not. But I don't think he's on Twitter. Like that's how usually we try and get our guests. Yeah, because Andy Bunny's on Twitter, know. so we'll probably get him. Don't worry. I don't uh, know how many of these people look at their own Twitter. Nah, really. Not many. To be fair, Andy, Andy Murray knows something. <laughs> Andy Murray does because he obviously was like giving it big licks to Farage. Liked that a lot, which is good. Oh, we need to give a shout out to Hibs actually tonight because their social media, the signing of Demetri Mitchell, that is superb. That have is... you seen this video, Paul? Have you seen it, Paul? No, let me so just remember... look on their Twitter right now. It's Demet... actually very good. I will give them that. Remember Demetri Mitchell that played at Hearts a couple of years back, two three years back. Right. So obviously he's played at Hearts. He might have posted some stuff on social media that would have been obviously pro Hearts anti Hibs. This video is actually, I think. Maybe the best signing video I've ever seen. Yeah, it's their pin tweet now. It is probably other than when we re-signed Max Lowe using my tweet. It's one of the best signings I've seen. Oh, he's watching Lowe. Look, he's watching himself talking about clever, yeah. isn't it? It's and by the way, he's actually kissing with sweat. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's he's kissing the badge. Oh my god, it's it's amazing. It actually is. I, I've heard rumours he was signing in the weekend, but that that's the best signing video I think I've ever seen. Roma used to be good at it. Actually, Roma did a, a thing for a while. They were really good. I know they're not Scottish, but Roma used to do loads of good things. What was it? Welcome to Besiktas. No, no, Besiktas as well. There was a song, Welcome to Besiktas, then. It was very good. It will go back. It's a few years back. Toronto, um, Toronto just signed uh, Insigne from um, Napoli. Yeah, that's insane. Like, that and they have good. all this... I've, I've actually... I screen-grabbed this because I thought, like, this obviously is, like, the cool... They sent out an email saying, here's some graphics to all their fans. Here's some things to share on social media to celebrate our new signing. I thought, how cool is that, that the club actually are sending their fans? And they sent them, like, all um, new Facebook profile pictures and graphics. I'll hold on to the screen. Not that that works. But no, no. I thought, how cool is that? It's like that cool fan art, but the club are sending it out themselves. See what's crazy, though? Like... Obviously, MLS is always in regarded as like a retirement league. It's totally not now. I know that he's obviously going into his career, but bloody won the Euros. Like, not long ago. He's still a top player. Like, he's not world class. He's European class. Like, you know how they get to be. He's, and they're getting him. Like, that's insane. Yeah. But lifestyle. I know. That's the lifestyle. Or he's heard you're there. I want to be close to you. Heard my show. They've got. Um... They keep on emailing for season tickets. And for some reason, I have a Toronto FC season ticket, even though I've never actually signed up for one. Uh, I think you needed uh, you needed to give them your details to get into a game when the COVID restrictions, like when the fans were going in. But at the moment, we don't have any fans at sport. Again, that's coming in the next sorry, two, three weeks. But the season starts here at the start of March. And um, I got an email the other day saying, oh, we're going to also debit your um, season ticket tomorrow. I was phoning them up like, I don't want them. I've never agreed to this. Oh, you need to like re-register, deregister. I'm like, I never 
registered in the first place. Anyway, their whole marketing is that Insigne is coming, get your season ticket. I'm like, yeah, but he's not coming till after summer, right? Because the league only starts here in March, but he won't be here till Italian's finished. So, maybe so does your go league go from March to November? Oh, right. And so your summer, are you, well, hold on. No. Is, it, is it hot? Here we go. Right. Now I'm like, it's Australia. Oh, oh. My no, joke is brilliant, no, but not weather. No, no. See, if, are you going to say the same as what my wife says? Do they well, have... You finish in November because you have summer when no, you can't. You're in the same hemisphere as us. So yeah. why do you play in the hot summer, not when it's minus? Because snow's too bad. It's too cold. It's too, too cold. cold. Um, and so they play indoor sports like hockey, ice hockey, and basketball, and outdoor sports in the summer: baseball and um, soccer. And, and American sounds like football. it's too hot in the summer. Well, late night games? Is it not late night games if it's out? Yeah, there? you play evening in the summer because it's hot, like guitar. Um, I've never really noticed them doing that I've, I've no it, it, it like it gets to really hot sometimes but like you know late 20s early 30s they would just um play like normal but i tried to play five aside once in turkey in the summer sweat a while after five minutes right it's different but, fitness to be yeah well that is to, oh, 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 oh that was a dig no offense no, it's, it's, I'm it's not fair. saying it's I can fair. do it either. It's fair, it's fair. <laughs> no, I guess as well. I suppose see all the Europeans, though. The Europeans were fine. The European, the actual Europeans that stay in good climates, they were like forcing it. All the Scottish lads were struggling. Pints at the side of the pitch. I think so, there's an element um, of being used to playing in certain temperatures that you probably get works both ways. If a player comes over to Scotland, you know, the cold weather, yeah. you see you see lots of them in like gloves and stuff day two because in August they're like, oh my God, this is cold. Do you think, dear? Christian Ramirez's kids in September were like bundled up and fart. I mean, if you're waiting that in September, what are you going to do in December? You're not going to the good of it, are you? Wait till January. What are you going to put on then? That it's like is my dad a granny had... thing to say. It's true. So <laughs> I, on Tuesday evening, thought, not actually that cold, quite mild tonight. Won't be put my hat on because if I put it on now, I'm not going to get the benefit of it. I might have past nine full time. So, um, this is the thing. I think it's just what you're used to. Wait a minute, Edin. Right. So, you're at the game, you're pretty still. You might jump, might bounce a wee bit. That would be the time to have the hat on. See, once you're out the ground, you're moving no, about. It's not that cold. And when you're in the ground, you're excited. There's the energy. Scott Brown was the warmth. I would say Scott Brown warms the hearts of all Aberdeen fans on Tuesday. Um, yeah. When uh, it's it, cold it, like this, we're still playing. Is it Renfrey or Kentfrey? Because they're the whole thing. Kent, because Kent and him just, I mean, that's a saga, a trilogy. It's lovely. The whole, all of them. Fury, and writing to the SFA, dear. Right. Eight points. There was eight points. An eight point letter. Mm-hmm. Um, Brilliant. When you talk about the weather, this is why, so the World Cup, um, yeah, uh, World Cup uh, qualifiers are coming up, right? So Canada are playing in the, um, one of my kids has just come in there naked, yeah. I'm just doing a podcast, Dan. I'll come through in a minute. Get mommy to go with you. I know, but just hang on a second, guys. Can you, can I come back in one second? Yeah, yeah. So, Aaron, let's continue talking about this Rangers statement because we need Wait to hear what I've got it. to do here. Right? We, we do like a statement. We always have done. Oh, statement FC, yeah. Love whatever the time. Concomitant with their usual behaviour, isn't it? Oh, you've got that word back in. 
Um, I just think that at the end of the day, there are probably refereeing issues, if we want to call it that. You know, there are, is the standard of refereeing brilliant? I don't know. Um, I don't think it is, but I don't think it's any necessarily much better. You know, it's not like in England, I think it's any better. And they've got VAR, so it should be. I think there is generally the standard's not brilliant, but I think to genuinely think there's some kind of conspiracy is mental when the main issue, I think, on Tuesday was the lack of penalty for the Alan McGregor incident, which I think is a penalty. Uh, there's some dispute a, in the group chat. I think one. it is. See, I, it's one of those, like, I've looked at it a few times. My only problem with it was I thought Ryan Hedges kind of shot out, shot out the chat. He kind of didn't go full in. See if he'd gone, like, full pel- Hedges. I, think I, still think, I still think it's a penalty. And I think Alan McGregor is not known for being gentle or careful, should we say. And I don't think... I think he just doesn't think. And that should have been a penalty. And the one at Ibrox, the one that um, John Beaton gave, was one of the most ludicrous decisions I've ever seen in my life. The first time you get a player sent off in two years right into the, S- the SFA, demanding that referees get sacked. Oh, you talk about beating Clancy. Clancy on the... Uh... Last week. I saw the Daily Record have gone absolutely wild with their headline. Clancy acts. No, he's not acts. He's just not doing a game. Neither will they call them. They take turns. Yeah. Like it just gets rotated round. He's not been axed. He's just not doing a game this week. It had been decided weeks ago. It's nothing new. Remember, we had it like a few years back. The European referees in and thought, like, oh, yeah, they're so much better. But realistically, it's. I will not do the job. I will say the I, could, I, I could not do the job. No chance. The standard of refereeing in the Euros, I thought, um, last year when yeah, last year was brilliant, excellent. I thought very good, very good refereeing. Are Canada going to qualify for the World Cup? So they're top of the group, um, and they've got still like seven or eight games to play. They play each country twice. And Wait, um, so this this World Cup coming. Mm-hmm. You've still got all that to do. We've only got two more games left. When are you going to play these no, seven or eight? It's called like a CONCACAF. It's called the Octagon. And I don't know about this. I'm going to look that up. Eight, eight, eight. Oh, right. Uh, Sorry, eight. John, that I don't know the full details of every single qualifying group. Aaron, for every continent. Come on, you should know. You're right. I but, should know. Uh, football part. I apologise. See, when you... The... Um, when you talk about the snow, because they're still playing those games, right? Like around the same time that Scotland are playing, we're playing the games here. And uh, Canada needed to play um, Mexico um, maybe a month ago, whenever the last round of games was. So they played it in Edmonton, um, which is like beyond freezing. It it was uh, so much snow and all the Mexicans came out. Like you're talking about Christian Ramirez, like, you know, gloves and hat. Well, imagine being in minus 25. And uh, so Canada won and uh, went top of the group. And I thought it was a pretty smart move to schedule a game against <clears throat> teams that are playing in, are, are from hot countries uh, in, uh, in minus 25. Yeah. So I think uh, it was pretty cool, right? I can't, like we were talking about that. Imagine Canada and Scotland both got to the, uh, the tournament. It would be unreal. I think I remember Canada at the World Cup when I was wee. And 86 it, was the last one. Yeah, yeah. And they've got some decent players. Like, I've seen you had Jonathan David in the back of your top that plays for Lille. And then there's Davis Alfonso well. Davies at Bayern, yeah. like, who's a superstar. Like, well, not far off yeah. world-class, Alfonso Davies. He's got a problem with his heart. Oh, has he? Yeah, there was some sort of thing this week, a, a heart defect or a weakness, so he's not playing and they're doing tests or something. We, 
hope that that's nothing more, right? But that's not good, especially when he's your star player. Oh, definitely not. But North American football is pretty strong again. Like, because USA, let's face it, they have put so much money into football. And obviously, there's a World Cup after this one that's going to be in USA, Mexico, and Canada, isn't it? Canada, they're going to play hopefully some of the games here. I am. Um, Maybe the presentation. Um, I'm going to, I really want to go to that. I think that'll be an absolutely brilliant show. I think I'm hoping it's going to be done decently because I know it's a split and I'm hoping it's not going to end up being basically a US World Cup with a couple of token Canada Mexico games. But I think it'll be incredible, especially because I think sometimes you look at the venues of where the World Cups are and it's not always easy. I mean, Qatar is a no and it can be difficult. Germany, the Euros 2024 also looks a good one, to be fair. I would absolutely love, I'd love to go with something like that. If Scotland qualify and just base myself in Mexico, I love Mexico. It's probably my favourite country in the world. Apart well, from I've Scotland. Never, I've, I've not been. I know that because I think we had a chat about that last year and when we actually were drinking together. But Mexico is the greatest place. Like, I think very much like Scotland. They're totally proud of where they're from. They've got pretty good banter and they like to drink beer. I just think it'll be a brilliant World Cup. I think it'll be really good. And I think after a pretty horrendous time, I think Germany's will be good as well, to be fair. They're Euros. Well, I've told the missus we're going there on holiday and she's up for it. So Yeah, I mean, it's easily doable as well. Hopefully tickets and things. But I think Germany are very, very good for making their football experience for the fans brilliant. So I imagine that they're going to put on a fantastic Euros. Did you not see the video? Like it was like the, the kind of opening ceremony to announce even just the, the handover. Yeah, I think they'll have... Brilliant. I think they'll have a lot in place to make sure that it's accessible as well for fans so that, you know, it's not a case of, you know, you just can't go and watch your team in the Euros because it's not going to be doable. I think it'll be really good. Could we please ask um, Paul um, my question first? And then I think we've probably got some others, but could I ask my one? Whatever your one is. Is it one or is it not a three? Oh, well, one, what's your favourite pie, Paul, at football? At football? Um... Okay, fair enough. Are you want a club? Nothing wrong with ideally, yeah. If you've got a specific pie, that'd be good. Well, I have to say, uh, uh, the project, I but you don't because they're violent. You say they're not good. They're uh, not. Um, we, 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 like, see, see, quite, uh, see, just quickly, Paul. We did. I remember you said to me earlier, it won't be an Aberdeen centric podcast. I think we've done a pretty good job of making it very Aberdeen centric, but it's the yeah. Aberdeen fans, so it's only fair. Like. But we are allowed to say that the state pies that I don't mean we've probably not had one. They actually, to be fair, I saw them this week and they look all right, but they're not great. Hmm. I'm not keen Where on the I had a like you were talking about like a Rabbi Burns pie, but I'm sure Kilmarnock did do a haggis and steak pie one time. Johnston uh, do steak that. and treat, so it's brilliant. Ross County do chicken, haggis, and peppercorn sauce. So I made the home and sit in and are pulling something out tomorrow night. Well, see, on, no mm. see, on Saturday, I was obviously Talbot Daft and Saturday Talbot Hearts. So I got pies in for the crew, for the people that are coming round, and steak and haggis yeah. was the choice. Yeah, nice. it's a good mix. Um, and it lined the stomach a wee bit. It's hard to get here. We've got a dealer, we've got a haggis dealer. Haggis dealer. We're going to see. <laughs> Have you? Do you have to like phone up in codes to get them to like yeah. meet them in a car park? You can buy a weed in a shop, but you kind of get haggis. Now, there's a Scottish butcher, so we've got a plate. Yeah, good. Yeah, we should do that for Burns Night, actually. What was your next question? 
Um, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Supposed to try and not uh, bite my nails so much, but I've been biting them all through this podcast. I think I was nervous about what JB was about, uh, John was about to pull out of what Lennon told him. Oh, I've got other things. Don't bite nails anymore. I think it's coming. Do you still bite your nails? I used to bite my nails when I was younger, but I don't. I, I think actually the reason yeah. why I don't bite my nails anymore is my teeth aren't as strong. So, and you can't <laughs> get to a dentist during COVID. Like, oh, well, you can now. You can go to the dentist now. I've been out of filling two weeks ago. No anaesthetic, pro- brave. You probably get private healthcare or something like that that you can get to a dentist. That, well, they've got private dentists that pay for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, I had a filling with no anaesthetics. I'm so brave. Um. And what is, and this is specific, this is a question designed for you because you are um Aberdeen fan. Your favourite Aberdeen goal? Oh. oh. Oh, that's a question. I think because I was with my dad and it's like the first real European night I can remember with him, even though it didn't work out and we went out this night, the Lee Richardson against Torino. Um, when it went in off the bar because dad and I were in the uh, the Dick Donald stand was just new and so we were like right behind it that goal was into the Merkland Road goal I don't you remember the goal but it's like in off the top corner of the bar and I'd never like experienced an atmosphere like that game that first time that was unbelievable Lee Richardson against Savino Lee Richardson is, I've said this many times and I'll say it again, was a re- part of the reason, apart from Britpop, I had my hair the way I had it back in the day when I had hair. <laughs> because he was just really cool. cool. He was so cool. Like he was a rock and, ro- a rock and roll footballer. Or indie rock footballer. He was just, all this time, he was just, it was bloody good player as well. I loved him. I did. He was a type of player that you just wanted in your team. Again. There was a Scott Severin, he had like a couple of volleys from outside the box into the same goal. And there was one, again, Dad and I were there. It was the last day of the season when we beat Rangers and qualified for Europe that like that, the um, Seve scored like an utter scream. Yeah, I think yeah, I like yeah. screamers into that goal in particular. It has to be that end of the pitch, clearly. But that, um, yeah, those two, both kind of similar um, like trajectory of the ball. And I think both with my dad, right? And it's cool when you get to... That was his birthday. I got him tickets for his birthday and it could have either been the best birthday, luckily it was, or an absolute disaster. And uh, that game worked out well. What's your favourite Aberdeen goal? Because you're asking that question, I think, because you want to be asked it too. Um, no, really, really hard to pick your favourite one. I think one of my... Genuinely, I'm not just saying this because it's Niall, one of my... Favorites. Now McGinn's goal at Ibrox in the cup replay. They scored really early on, just because it was like we were one 0 up, and it was just wow. And then actually we went on zone to win that one. Brilliant. Um, Lewis Ferguson's overhead kick at Burnley for the celebration because it was an absolute bounce. That was like Paul, him, that was how I announced himself. Paul showing himself like, up there when he was representing his work. He was announcing was, himself yeah. as like he's a player. That's when you yeah, were like, oh, that was brilliant, just because he's got, of celebration. He's got a bit about him. It was outstanding. And then probably, oh, you can't say, do you, you want gone, Adam Rooney's Are you, are you going top five then? now? Because it's really a top five. Like, you, you know what? For next one, week, two, I'll top five. Like three there. Like, I mean, Adam Rooney's one against Hibbs 12 seconds in, pretty good. 
See, mine, unfortunately, is when we lost. It's Rory Fallon's goal against Hibs in the semi-final. No. The big looping. Uh... Uh, unbelievable. I, I've said I've said as well, it was orgasmic. I, I don't think I've had a better feeling through my body than that goal. And then we lost. So it should be a goal where you win, but it was unbelievable goal. Like, Rory Fallon never scored many goals, but usually when he scored, it was pretty decent. Do you know what um, I miss? And, like, we've spoken about how good the fan experience is here and everything. But I just don't think you can, like, fall in love with or care for another football team. I know these people that have, like, oh, that's my English team or that's my Spanish team and that. I just, I just don't know how you can divide your passion. And I suppose maybe in time it would grow. But but it's it's kind of nice to go to football and not really care what happens and just enjoy it. But the moment like go, seeing a goal isn't the same when it's not your team. Like when it's Aberdeen for us, and it, it's just it's one of those like the when you said about Burnley, like bodies just absolutely everywhere. Um, it's so hard to explain that to anyone that's never been in that moment what it's like. Here's a quick question on that limbs theme. Because I said after the Scotland-Denmark game, so I had my headphones with me, as in, like, um, Bluetooth. So in the wee case, um, celebrate the goal, things went all over the place. Keys, money, whatever. Got the keys back, good. Got the money back, whatever. Got the case back for my headphones, so I just assumed I had the headphones in them. But they were they spring-loaded case. Decent, decent pair of... Bluetooth headphones gone. You ever lost anything while celebrating a goal? Like a proper, like, you were like, oh, shit, I've lost that. He lost his good work reputation at Burnley. Well, you, I mean, your dad, dad lost his watch. Dad, like, <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, ever lost a bottle of red wine? No, although I've pocket? come home with some horrendous, like, bruises, sliced my aye. leg open at the seats at Kille. Aye, that's all right, though, that's... Did you see that my pal Glenn broke his glasses and then Sam Cosgrove presented him with a new pair? What Glenn from Red Tech? <laughs> that was quite cool, actually. Yeah. Do, you, do stuff like that? That um, Dundee United uh, game that we were talking about earlier, the first ever party we did at the Shed Nightclub, I um, lost my big toenail about two weeks after that because I'd booted the seat in front of me. And then I got home and I was like, God, my toe doesn't feel good. Then I like cut my nail because it oh. felt like pressure and like clear like liquid went flying everywhere and then about Claire kept saying to me your toenail's going to fall off your toenail's going to fall off and about two weeks later on I texted her because we weren't living together at the time and I said it happened and she didn't know what she just messaged me back saying I am absolutely pissing myself laughing and about five minutes later I stopped laughing and sent her the picture it occasionally shows up on Facebook memories (laughs) worst moment (sighs) worst football injury right so we have a variety of questions here. Some have been covered already, so I know you need to ask them, obviously. So we had Ali Beg on the podcast before. I wasn't on with Ali, but then John was. And this was a question he asked him. Yeah. You can both play here if you want. So, an Aberdeen boy band, four players, <laughs> from, from your time of sporting the Dons. Do you want two each? Shall I give you two each? Or should we just get Kurt- four from Paul? 
Yeah, just Paul, because I think I've done this previously. You've done this previously, the boy band question. So Ali, like Beg, a... Ali, Ali, Beg's, Ali Beg, Ian Jess event this weekend up in Aberdeen. Let's put Ian Jess and Scott Booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then for the hair, for that sort of middle uh, parted uh, Stephen Wright had yes. a good centre parting. Yes. And would do well on that. And like, who's like, maybe like a... You need a bad boy. You need a bad boy in the in the band. Well, put someone just to I don't know who who would you like <laughs> just for banter. Put Dean Windass in the band. Oh, to, yeah, I mean, if we're going bad boy, you can do secu- security and you know cause trouble. Like the Howard Donald in the band or something like that. Howard Donald or Jason Orange type. Yeah, can't imagine Dino in a boy band, but why not? No, I think. Ah, he'd be the he'd be the one that would be like being rebellious. TV's out the room, fighting with everyone. Yeah, in the in the <laughs> sun, or whatever paper. I mean, Stephen Wright, guest of the podcast. Ian Jess, guest of the podcast. Scott Booth, I'd like Scott Booth actually. I like Scott Booth when I was wee. And I got a cool story about Scott Booth. We we um, went to a gig with this is a massive name drop, but I'm just telling you because it's, it's a good story about Scott Booth. We went to a Stereophonics gig. And they were staying in the um, Malmaison in Glasgow. Yeah, yeah. So I went back to the hotel with them afterwards and we're drinking with them in the bar downstairs. And I looked over and saw Scott Booth and Rob McLean and someone else. There'd been a game, a TV game or something, Satanta or whoever it was. And I was like, oh, holy shit, it's Scott Booth. So I went over and I was like, all right, man, how's it going? I'm Paul. And he's like, yeah, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. Is that the stereophonics? I was like, um, yeah, but... Oh, do you want to talk to me about Aberdeen for a while? <laughs> so I like, spoke all this shit at Scott Booth about the Dons and took him over and introduced him to uh, Kelly Jones and I think um, Stuart Cable was still in the band um, then and uh, and um, Richard and that was just quite a cool thing then they went away and ended up talking to Rob McLean and Scott Booth about the Dons and Rob McLean used to work at Northside right back in the day as well so we ended up talking about uh, that cool stuff but yeah I was with the Stereophonics, but it was much cooler that they um, set up a top talk to Scott Booth. It's interesting, right? So, see among Maison, I reckon a lot of bands must use it because I've parted with the Charlatans there. Yeah, they do. Which is pretty cool. That's a good hotel because it's right next to the um, ABC, right? Or yeah, well, I'm not there anymore. Not anymore, but it's pretty. It's pretty easy for like all the venues, and they must like two or promoters mm-hmm. must just go right. Among Maisons, there's among Maison most big cities. When you go. So, there you go. Erin, yeah. have you ever partied with any musicians at a hotel? No, I don't think I've ever met that many slabs. No. Oh. When Amy comes on the podcast, then you can go to her show. Yeah, would you like that, actually? And then you think she'll be pals with me? I think so. Thank you. Saw that King Touch, Paul, which was pretty cool. So. That was pretty good. Only last year. What's that? Saw that King Touch, Amy McDonald. Like, would you think Amy McDonald's massive? So are like, I don't know, 200 folk. Brilliant. She's uh, such a superstar in like Germany mm-hmm. and Switzerland and Austria. Like a stadium, you know, mental how well she did there, especially in those places. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, Lynn asked me to ask you to tell us about your weird tattoo. That's not oh, football related. No? Definitely not, is it not? Well, I'll so- tell you about it if you want. I've not got any sock I've not got any socks on, so I can show you. But I have two 
toes. This is actually quite a common thing. We spoke about this on the radio before. I have two toes that are joined together. Okay. And um, for a laugh, like we were, I kept on going on about like wanting a tattoo, and I'd really like it. You should do this another time. Um, football tattoos, what have you got and what looks decent and what doesn't because I think you get really good ones and really like nasty looking football like tattoos. I'm, I'm noting that down. Write that down. It's a free idea. But um, I, so I said, I'm going to get a tattoo but I don't want anything that you can see but I just want like something stupid. We'd be watching Jackass or something okay. and then we saw this one that was like going around I need to stand up. So I got well, the he's two toes that He's going to try and show us. But so then the two toes are joined together. I got... Um, like, you know, those cut here lines for uh, like when you open like a packet or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the scissors and the, the dots. So I got that on my, uh, can you see that? I got that on my toe. Uh, I see. I think you, I think I might see have it. seen that before, maybe. Probably yeah, you've had, probably. You've probably had flip flops on in a basketball top at a game. Yeah, that makes me sound like a hillbilly. I don't know if I did have that. I think it might have. Or it might have been other antics. Flip-flops at a game. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been to an Aberdeen game where I've been able to wear flip-flops. I would love that. Def- basketball tops, oh yes. No, just in the no? house. You sure? Yeah. Maybe a, yeah. a hot summer's day somewhere? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that, that tattoo. I'd like to get an Aberdeen tattoo, but I just don't know. I should probably get my kids' names or something first, right? Nah, see, I, I, I've got some tattoos that I'm not doing names. I do, and I always what have you think... What Aberdeen ones? Uh, what have I got? I've got... Again, we're like doing this and like no one's going to see it, right? So I've got a puzzle uh, there. Oh, does someone else have the other piece? Yeah, the, the missus. Like, That's good. This is fair enough. Yeah. Um, this one is an album cover, but it's in a different colour. It's... But yeah, I've got that, and then oh, I've got. You like Star Wars? No, I don't. No, I've never I like Star Wars. Star Wars in my life. I'm quite no, surprised at that. Never watched one. Ever I'm seen surprised just... with your? No, no never. All right, okay, Boba Fett. Um, who's like? Yeah, I look. Like, I like legends. to know about it, and I'll go to the rides when we go to the theme park or something. But I've just never had time. It looks like too much work now to watch them all. Yeah, I want. I do want an Aberdeen one, but I think is it. Too, I don't have. If, see if I had like a six pack and pecs and all that. Naturally, it would be the two red stars on the chest. Mm. But I think I'd look a bit, a, a bit weird on your nipples. I don't, I don't have the the six pack on round the nipples, like or something. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would. I would like something. I did think about the classic A badge mm-hmm. because that is that'd be cool. That's my favorite badge. I think Aberdeen badge. Yeah, I don't it's know. I'd like stand free or something. Well. Stand free is such a good like. That's such a great um, get that anywhere, right? Anyway. You know, I've got a mate that uh, um, is a Celtic fan, but he uh, it's, it's not. Well, it's, it's funny what he's done, but he actually lost both of his um, legs. But he's got uh, false legs that are. Celtic themed, like they've got the strip. He's got one that's like the, the green and white hoops, and the other one I think is the bumblebee. But I'm not sure if he's got different ones that he changes. Oh, and right. um, that's good. Sometimes you'll like, yeah, you'll you'll pull his trousers up if he's at, like in the hospitality or something, and we'll drink a pint out of it. And <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna get so Winston, Winston well, from Still Game, may as well get your legs uh, themed in your favourite club if you can, making the best of a bad situation there. 
Aaron, you've not got any tattoos. Would you get a no, not, tattoo? No, not for me. No, not for you. Right, okay. Move on. Uh, the three things you miss most about Scotland. This was from John. The other John. Yeah, my friends. My friends are. That's a bit of a cop out of an answer. Um, seeing the Dons, obviously, and uh, I'm going to count family and friends as one. Is that all right? Yeah, the Dons definitely. And um, like, I suppose this is kind of one of the same, but I just would really, I, I know we've all been in this position through the last couple of years. I just want to go to the pub with my mates and have a right good time and not care about like, maybe you guys are doing this already and, and we're just uh, we can get to pubs. Here. We can get to pubs. But like, would, you, would everyone be wearing masks in the pub? Um, obviously, if the government are listening, yes. <laughs> but, like, can you stand at the bar and drink a beer? Mm, depends. Mostly not, but it would. It would very much. Nah. I was out on Saturday, so I, went, away I So I went to the Talbot game. Folk came to us at ten o'clock in the morning. It was after a kick off, so that was all right. Went to the game. Then we decided, right, let's go out to the pubs. Went to the pubs, but it was table service, which is okay other days if it's quiet. But see when it's busy. And you're waiting half an hour for a drink. Back to normal. No table service as of today. Is it? Aye, but it's Monday. Okay. I can't. Oh, aye. So. No, I'm not saying we're going out now or have been out, but it's back to normal today. Yeah, so the only thing here, work from home still in masks. That's pretty much it. Well, and lateral flow when you come back from holiday, but that's been scrapped in England, so that gets scrapped here. Work from home looks like start of February. Probably just be masks. I just love a night out, like an away day and a, a full, like 7 a.m., Till two AM effort. I would love that. Well, I, I, that final. I was, there you are. I was I was ten AM starting on Saturday, three AM Sunday morning. That was that's amazing. That the old days, like yeah. the type of day, the type of day that you forget, but you'll remember because other people will tell you what happened. You know, one of those days. I love that. Yeah. I'd love that. that uh, honestly, yeah. Let me see what else we have. Oh, best and worst Aberdeen tits. Kits. Kits, yeah, tops. Strips. Yeah. Oh, well, um, probably the... I really... My very first one was the first Abtrust one, and I've got that framed and signed right and got me uh, that. But even though like that was after, it was the team after that year, that was like 1991. I never had the JVC. I've got the replica JVC um, one, but I never had the Umbro one. That would have been a good one to have, or like the away Umbro. But I think I'd go for the Abtrust home, the first one. And the worst ever is the 95 North Sound Away um, with like the sickness, the blue, like the reverse of the one you're wearing. It's pretty much um, the same top though, really. What? It's a whole. The, 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 the reverse of the one you're wearing. I would say so. No, I so. Yeah, but it's, yeah, but it's, it's vomit the, coloured. The vomit colours. Uh, yeah, but like it's, it's bad, but I, bought, I got it on eBay and it's annoying because my wee cousin he was actually like 27 or something but it turns out he was bidding on the same top because I said to him oh, like I spent about 70 or 80 quid on this top and he went oh no way you dick that was me that was the other person bidding trying to he said, oh, I won it <laughs> and I paid way more I don't know where it came from but it still it had Umbro tags on it like you know yeah, shop yeah. bought tags but I, it must be a fake but well, um, I got this far I think I think I paid 70 quid but again I was like is it genuine like can it be like, surely it's not been cutting about for, like, all those years, like, just somewhere. It must be a remake or a really, oh. really, really good 
replica from Thailand. I like, oh no, and also the light blue one, um, I had that as well, but you know, Claire, my wife, I love her very much and she's great, but she wrecked about 10 of my like weird strips by um, something happened in the wash and all the sponsors came off. Oh, you know what else? I think one of the best ever Aberdeen strips was the orange and uh, black, like that luminous one from a couple of years ago. I thought that was one of like cool and different. Orange strip. I've got the gold one. Yeah, like the black. Like, no one liked the gold no, one. I like the gold one. Do you remember Erin like nodded one. when I said the, the orange? It had like yeah, it was really nice. Piping. Yeah. I think it was kind of meant to be black and red, but no, it was really smart. Um, the gold one from nineteen, the 19 to twenty, nineteen nineteen to twenty, might have been season, is really smart. Um, yeah, got, yeah, I've I got quite that. Like it. I quite like black. Like, this year's navy one is smart. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's. I got that at Christmas, but the gold one you needed to be a certain figure. Like that was a. It just didn't look good if you weren't, um, like, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. And uh, I just looked at that and went, I'm not wearing that. That'll look ridiculous. I, I think I got it, and like Erin said, yeah, about like holidays, but quite often I've been in, I go on holiday, stupidly, at the start of July, which I've missed so many European nights because we like get knocked out in the third round. Well, just go yeah. on holiday so, in, in Europe on a trip. But you know what would happen, right? This is what would happen. I would pick to go later on. And we would actually do something half decent in Europe. And then I would miss the game anyway. So I always I, think that people that um, say, better. oh, I always think people that say, oh, I'm not going to this one, I'll go to the next one. And that's severe balls of steel. I don't know how, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to go to the Burnley one, I'll go to the next round. Will you? I think I'll just be going now just in case. I, I you bet know? folks said that in 83, I'll go to the next cup final. Oh, well, we nearly did the next year. Well, we were the best team in Europe. Semi-finals. Like, not good enough, though, is it? I think we were ranked number one. Aberdeen were ranked number one in Europe. Can you, I mean, that, you see, even just sort of fathom that, that's like, it's mental. No. That is mental. Um, um, no. uh, right, best song to play after an Aberdeen win. That's from Grant from Cabbage Football's podcast. Dun, 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 dun. Only because I, I think bits and pieces is just a banger, but I suppose that's a bit done now, isn't it? Depends who you're playing. Uh, we're playing Celtic in the cup final this season. And we've won. won. Oh my and God. we've won. Scott Brown's left in the cup du, du. against his old club. You know that? An injury time winner. It's an injury time winner. 1-0, it's just 1-0. Is, is this what we agreed, Adam? You and me have kind of agreed this is happening. It's Injury time winner, 1-0, Scott Brown lifts the cup, both hands. What are you playing? If it's like the cup celebration, oh no, you know what, for me, the go-to always has to be the European song in that moment. Oh, and then that Dario G carnival, the parry. European Bits song actually is a good one because we would be going into Europe if we won the Scottish Cup. We're not getting there any other way, are we? I have, yeah, I, I, just think I think it's we, I think so, we, I think we like, still. Okay, right. The Europeans the league. Oh yeah, sorry, um, so do we're going the Champions League. <laughs> Forgot about that. We're off the Champions League. European song is so um, like ingrained, I suppose, with my dad. I've got the record um, that, amongst all the stuff that he 
gave me, not that he's, he's still with us, but he gave me all his Aberdeen stuff. So the vinyl of the European song is in my sort of prized possessions. And um, yeah, that's just the soundtrack to growing up. My dad was like so into the Dons. My dad was one of the founders of the Northern Light, uh, the um, the Northern Light fanzine. Um, so I used to sell that on uh, Merklin Road when I was at school. And so like that, when I started going to Aberdeen games, I was like late. 80s with my dad we used to go in a half time on the on the reserve games because they would let kids in for free to like let them see what football was like and then yeah I suppose it was like still like Alex Smith's era was like northern light time so I used to sell it when I was like eight or nine ten on Merkland Road and we get I think it was I think it was a pound I got like 25p for each one I sold and everyone would buy the fancy yeah it was a good deal they didn't did you, did they never you, made you, any actual did you buy two and a half Fredos? Back then, you got at least five. Yeah. I don't know why I'm telling you that. What were we talking about again? That's good. That? It was uh, all the music after we won the Scottish Cup this year. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, no, um, yeah. Well, oh, God. Why not a bit of We Are the Champions? I, I know that, again, is oh, a bit corny, but oh, I can't imagine that. that. I don't know if I'd want that. See, I always remember, like, I've see, never seen see, that played. see the League Cup final. It was a Vici wake me up, which actually I never liked a Vici song before that, but I actually now love it because no, it was levels. See, was it? Because I maybe it was, but I think maybe it took me a while to get in. But a Vici wake me up was definitely at some point. Like, I thought that that was the flattest. Like, I thought it would have been way more mental when we. I know the game was just so nervy and it was just. There's a lot of folk there on a day out. Um, maybe call this controversial. Maybe it'd been a better atmosphere if there'd been less fans there, like less Aberdeen fans. I think it was just the penalties. It was like almost relief. That's what I felt. Relief. The worst game ever. Yeah. It was uh, a terrible game. Uh, well, should be hard. Oh, ultimate. Cl- I, said, I don't even know if this is a thing because I don't listen to as much fans music now. But Josh has asked, "What's the ultimate club anthem of the 2010s?" I mean, I've not well, been, I don't know. I listen to older music than that. I've not been like if it was nineties. Let's go nineties because that's your, that's the era of dance music for me. And yeah, nineties because that must have been where you done most of your. Party. I suppose like one of those like uh, System F out of the blue or like um, God is a DJ or Insomnia or you know. Um, yeah, the one that I used to love when I worked at Beat One Hundred Six was it was like the anthem of the whole time was like a song called or a tune called Joy Energizer by Joy Kitaconte. It's like an Italian, this Italian DJ, and then when you see the nights at the uh, the arches, look it up, and it's like the most banging. That just reminds me of that whole time. It's like this crazy. I don't know. It's that actually is like the most or uh, Maru Picotto, um Not lizard, whatever the other one was called. See, the, ones, the, the two I remember, like predominantly from the nineties, and they always played them back to back. DJ's on the launch, mm-hmm. and your man does sentence strings. Sentence strings with nineteen ninety nine. Two of them back to back at the tunnel. Oh my days! And you're like, yeah, it, 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 and you usually there were some footballs in that place as well. I thought so. Go and um, go and ask me um, if I've ever done the tannoy at Pataudry before. Aaron, ask ask Paul. No, 
No, I'm not. No, I'm not asking you what you tell us to ask you. I'm not interested in that. Have you ever done the tan before? It was the best um, time I've ever been at a game, and I can't even remember the team. It was just because when JV was talking about um, European games early in the season, what was the team that we were playing that Sam Cosgrove scored a hatchet? Shakuri. Oh, um, was that the Georgian team, the Shakuro, before we went to, yeah. before I went to Croatia? Yeah, I booked my flights to Croatia on the Tuesday when we had a one-all draw, I think it was, from the first leg, and was so panicking. And then it was 3-0 at half-time, and I was like, I'm fine, I'm good. Yeah, that we had was to, the gamble, They were going right? up in price by the minute, and I was like, I'm just going to have to book it. Oh, we were going back to the Jekka. So we're going to, yeah, the second time, because I was like, if I don't do it, they're getting so expensive, I won't get anything on Friday morning. Right. Because when I went to Cyprus, it was the same. Come the Friday morning, once we'd gone through the night before, it was just horrendous. So I was like, I'll book them. And I was stressed about that because I thought, what have I done here? But yeah, good old Sam Cosgrove. That was the night um, John Mellis, who does the Tannoy, is a friend of mine. And I said to him, if you're ever off, go and I want to do that before we leave the country. And so he was off. And uh, he said, all right, you know, speak to, I can't remember who it was at the club. And I got, and I went to do it. And it was cool, like being in and like standing on the track and um, talking. I was talking to John Barnes, uh, you know, from the BBC. He yeah, came yeah, over, yeah. Oh, Paul, yeah, yeah. the show. It was quite nice when he interviewed uh, Dell in front of us. And um, the facilities back, like uh, in the tunnel there, for those European nights, you can see why we need a new ground because there's so many officials and there's nowhere for anyone to go. And they were just saying, you know, like, this just isn't up to the standard of what we need to be. But I, I, I got to do it. But that was the hardest set of players' names that there's been in about 20 years at Fatodre. And that was the one night that John Ellis took the night off. I had to read. And then, like, I'm looking over and they're doing, like, triple substitutions. Oh, my God. And I'm looking at the team sheet, right? And I you should have just um, given Derek Ray a quick phone call. He'd have read the bank for you. Oh, just my number, number 27 is on for number eight. <laughs> And I'm going, oh my god! And even even then, like uh, I was with like, the the security guys in the club, but it's actually quite hard because um, you can't really see who scored the goal half the time because you're so low down, right? And if there's a scramble in the box or something, and so they radio, they like walkie talkie you from the the music gets played in the south stand in the box, but when you do the mic, you're standing by the tunnel, and so they're shouting in your ear, oh, a goal! And you're like going, yeah, but who was it? And luckily, the um, the away team never scored any goals. I don't think I'd have called them if they had anyway. <laughs> but like that was like one of the best. And you know what was cool is we started doing the DNA. I actually let that slip. I need to do get that back and get it for the girls as well. But like it was cool to get to see all the names on the uh, on the wall in the tunnel. And um, I need to do the then tour. Then when I left, one of the six. Oh yeah, you've done it yet. did the tour, but that would be cool. I tried to do it once, but um, for some, what was the reason? I think a game got rescheduled, so couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. You done yeah. the tour, then? No, actually, I would like to. Let's do the tour. That'd be good. Let's do it. Yeah, we could have a our Christmas night out from last Christmas, yeah. as in. Yeah. I don't know if I think it might. The only problem is. It might not be everyone would go. I think it was just because not everyone sports Aberdeen. Folk might struggle. If folk are listening to this for the first time, there are people that do the podcast that don't support Aberdeen as well. Yeah, they don't need. 
but well, no, they can come and learn about the history of a club with two European trophies, can't they? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Imagine they can, things they can only dream of. Exactly. Oh, right, Robbie Burns is tomorrow. This is the show we could all take part in this one. So, a Scottish celebrity sits aside team two players each. Martin Compton. Compton. Are they actual football? Is it football uh, or celebrities? No, it can be celebrities, um, but we don't want it to be junk, do we? There, want are, them some to be fo- there are some footballers that are celebrities as well. So yeah, so they don't have to be. Can, but I'm saying Martin Compton because he also is good at football. We know this. Oh, a dog. You've had a dog on the podcast. Um, we've had a cat. So like early on, we used to have a cat because the Craig. Look at the dog. What's his name? Podcast. This is Fudge the Puggle. Hello. Uh, no. No. no, I think... Uh, <laughs> this has gone away. Boy, it must have been the chat. Too much stardom. Right, too so much. a Scottish six aside to each. I'm having Martin Compton and Andy Murray. Thank you. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, it's fair enough. Um, I do need, though, you to tell me what position is Compton playing. In defence. Where's Martin? Where's he can't um, play defence. Who, Martin Compton? Like, Andy Murray. It's me. No, Martin Compton will have Andy Murray up front, do we think? No, in goals. He's tall. He's tall. Uh, Andy Murray in goals and Martin Compton will play up front. Murray in goals? See, I would have had Murray maybe... No, I think that's actually a good point. He's tall like Joe Lewis. He is, but he he can retrieve anything. I would have had him as a defender that can win. Also, he can leap around like a cat. I've seen him do it on tennis courts like Joe Lewis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good goalie. Great reactions. Yeah, Andy Murray in goal, Martin Compton up front. There you go. Ewan McGregor. Where's Ewan McGregor playing? Well, he's mainly there to do the um, the sort of pre-match uh, choose choose life, but he's going to adapt it for whoever we're playing against, and he's going to give the tactics to uh, over the top of Iggy Pop, less for life. Right. Okay. Okay. I, I, there's a wee explanation there as well. I like that. So we're not we're not going Carlisle yeah. in, in Begbie. Don't be stupid here. No. I'm not going for Robert Carlisle as Begbie, like just half and full. <laughs> He can be our he can be our uh, first choice substitute, our hacker that we bring on. Okay, I know I, I would put Gordon Ramsay just because he has experience. Right, but, but there's a lot of sensibility here with this team. We're trying to win, right? We're trying to win. Ramsey's obviously centre back because he, he he he's a bit older. He's not going to move as well. So I think defence is fair enough to say, isn't it? So what's your two? And he'll shout at folk. Fuck. Like you've taken all the, the good ones no. here. Who's left? Smeetle. <laughs> Smeetle. <laughs> Smeetle. Smeetle and Annie oh, Lennox. There you go. Oh, who are they going? Done. Who are they going? <laughs> right, let me try and think who would be other Scottish folks. He, I mean, we've basically just. Who's, Google? Who's Googling there? I'm just trying to think. Can you have people from history? Like who were dead? Well, I don't like like, what we, are we putting Robert the Bruce up front? William Wallace. Fuck it. Aye, William Wallace up front. <laughs> Robert the Bruce Aye, and William Wallace. Let's let's take him. I mean, we never said I never said they had to be like alive, did I? Well, Ravi yeah, Burns. Ravi Burns surely has to be there. I mean, if we're having William Wallace, we're having Ravi Burns. I don't Ra- think Ravi Burns is too uh looks in that one picture looks too uh, sort of lightweight. To Aye, but it's fine because what Robbie Burns will do, a bit like Scott Brown, he'll get in the ear. He'll tell him a wee, a wee rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> the guy will be distracted. Yeah. And then 
William Wallace scores the goals. There we go. Right, that's good. I mean, I think if we don't have, yeah, I think like it's Bobby Burns Eve, which we've just created this then Bobby Burns Eve, which I think we should celebrate. A two-day Scottish bender for Bobby Burns, if we call it right. These um, podcasts are a problem, right? Because someone can go and listen to this in four years. I always find that when I'm on the radio, it's good because it's like today, it's now, it's at this moment, right? Mm-hmm. But with, with you guys doing this, you well, someone could be listening at Christmas or in, in three or four years. It's kind of difficult. Um, so actually, we bought, like, we changed hosting site recently. And mm-hmm. we started using Anchor, we can say that. But obviously all the podcasts went on Anchor. They were only the ones that we started doing it as we were hosting and publishing them. Everything now... You started again. Everything. No, everything we've managed to now get on Anchor and Spotify. So every single episode we've ever done. It's always been available, but through the website. But folk don't really listen to podcasts through websites now as much. So everything from season one, 11 years ago, which is crazy, you can now hear on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Music, what I'm waiting for, because they're a bit alternative in terms of how they do things. But yeah, yep. it's... Some, some podcasts will last forever. Some podcasts will be like, what? Now I'm again signed for Dundee? Yeah, no, you'd be retired. <laughs> you uh, want to do that thing like uh, you two did about 15 years ago where they put this podcast on every iPhone, whether you like it or not. Well, you can surely make this happen. Like, I expect, oh, like, I see if, like, tomorrow or, like, during the week we've not got, a, like, an influx of Canadian followers that likes got yeah. football. We'd be disappointed. Hold your breath. Don't good, hold your breath. A good, a good quality retweet from a radio presenter like that. What oh, then? I think so. It's hard, right? Because when I tweet now, it's different because um, most of my followers are Scottish ones. But then, um, like, I'm talking about Canadian stuff. I don't know how much anyone cares. I'm expecting the numbers to fall off a cliff. Well, thanks for that. Yeah, new ones here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be the worst uh, listening numbers you've ever had. Thanks for having me. No, I think we'll be... Well... Aye, but you're going to set us up with McDonald. I mean, for a podcast. I will. I'm going to so, put her, when I tweet it, I'm going to say, by the way, they were talking about you and they want you to go on. Sure. She did reply to us once. She replied to us once, actually, which is pretty cool. I'm sure, I'm sure she would. I'm sure, um, why don't you, instead of um, sitting waiting for all these celebrities to come on free of charge, start um, paying for the, you know, those videos that, like, Nigel Farage giving shout-outs to, um, you know, Fred West or whatever. Why don't you just get a few of those, uh, pay for those and say that you've got them uh, on his guest? Aye. Or we could tell the story. <laughs> no. we, we could tell the story about if you come on, you'll get some Manscaped pubes in the pizza chat. Yeah, exactly. Either or. I think it'll work. But yeah, uk.manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping if you do not want pubes on your pizza. Thank you. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning. And thank you, Paul, for coming on. I can't believe that in the podcast we had a visit from one uh, from my dog and um, one of the kids. By the way, I could still hear you when she wanted me to go to the bathroom with her. I could have actually, because I've got the <laughs> AirPods on, I could have carried on talking to you when that was going on. Okay, we- it was awesome. I think we had Craig Brown P on a podcast once. No. Hey. It was a... On, on the part, part... Oh, my AirPods are running out of batteries. That's how they just beat to my ear. Just quickly before we go, I hoped we were going to talk about that. That picture of um, 
the Edinburgh City Chairman meeting Stuart Milne and swapping plaques or something. And in the background, you can see Craig Brown chatting some uh, someone up. Amazing. Amazing. He's a great guy. Hey, Thank you very yeah. much for coming on. Thanks. thanks and I'll uh, see you at the Scottish uh, Cup final, yeah? Right, I'll just go and I'm going to book flights now. It's like you were saying about how flights... <laughs> yeah, just book them now because, like, <laughs> They'll be going I up. think that's easiest. I would love us to be at the Cup final. Wouldn't that be great? Or the other dream I've got is that Aberdeen have some sort of... Uh, I imagine there'll be a pre-season thing in America at some point, but a wee trip to Toronto would be awesome. Aye, definitely. You oh, my God. Be, you could be the booker. Yeah. I know. I think it'll be Atlanta first. Just call me cynical, but I think if we were going anywhere in this continent, that's where it would be. But a tour would make sense because I don't know the top, but you can do Toronto and Seattle. They're pretty close, aren't they? No? No, that's like Toronto and Seattle are five hours apart. Oh, it's Vancouver Vancouver and Seattle. Yeah, right. We're near New York. We're like an hour from New York on the plane. An hour from Washington, an hour from... um, from Boston. There you go. There you go. The Red Sox. Guys, take care. Thanks for having me. Good luck. Thank you.